0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen. This is a different day than you're used to for the podcast. We're doing something special last year. I was hung over most days and we were uh, talking about football right before we recorded the regular podcast. Those of you that listen to those, you guys will know the voice that's coming to your ears right now. It is Paul Lungard from Pauly Sleepers. How are you doing today, man?
1: Great juice, great! It's finally here. There's football in two days. Absolutely, for most of people listening to this, there's football right now. Yes, because <laughs> uh, you know um, this it, it, is just amazing. Thanks for having us. What we've kind of set up here and set to accomplish this year, which is a. Uh, fresh perspective and something different for the fantasy football community uh, I, I couldn't be more excited and, and this new setup you got here is absolutely I, amazing
0: I appreciate that There was a lot of time and effort put into it um, the thing that I am the most excited about is the fact that something that was just for fun for the month of November that we decided to do turned into something that's going to be season long, I think it's going to be beneficial for the listeners, the people that play fantasy football. It's going to be entertaining for people that don't play fantasy football and the people that uh, want to win their leagues are going to want to listen because as you guys know, last year I won my league and uh, it was the family league that I finished in the bottom three, two years in a row. And then we did a you know, poly sleepers, November type thing for football because I'm a big football fan turn around and won my league. So
1: we talked about it, you know, during those four shows and uh, I liked your team and uh, congrats. So it it went
0: well. At one point I had Alvin Kamara and uh, Ingram and Mark Ingram. And then I ended up trading one of them and, that, that was a bad choice, but it ended up working out. I still it, won.
1: It worked out. It worked <laughs> out. Um, yeah, we're super excited. Um, basically, we've really branched into when we were on here last year with you, and uh, John Marks Banks called in, Jack, yep. Jackson came in with us, um, and...
0: You guys have built kind of like a like a little empire over there.
1: <laughs> it's it's all Jackson, man. I mean the you know, the research and everything has been me pounding the pavement and watching tape and getting started with this way sooner than I usually do. Now I enjoy this more than the average person. That's oh, yeah. why I'm here. I could imagine. And when you talked about this earlier, you know, it's what we enjoy to do and, and what I've heard recently that really has stuck to me is that the definition of a passion is something you do without being paid for it. And yeah. we are definitely not being paid right now. <laughs> not yet. Not so yet everything I have provided for you here, and we've done, and Jackson Mears also uh, on the Polysleepers Sleepers team, and um, Justin Miller, is we have the website now, polysleepers.com with... Um, it- more rankings to come, but right now it's about 150 players with rankings, tier based rankings, which we'll talk about later, and player notes that I've compiled over my own feelings, stats, everything. I'm trying not to get too stat heavy. You know, uh, Jackson does do a lot more analytical. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to do a balance of the stats, your feeling, just doing what makes sense, and just having fun with this. So um, we've got the YouTube channel, and that's what I started last year, week one. I found the Saturday night before week (laughs) one, I had been watching some fantasy football YouTube stuff and listening to podcasts like a football geek. And there were a couple that I listened to that I was like, man, you know, if I wasn't thirsty for this information, like you guys aren't bringing anything else to the (laughs) table. Like it was really boring stuff. So um, the next morning I woke up and I don't think I took my t-shirt off and I had my coffee and I just said, Hey, you know, we're going to talk about DraftKings today. And this is the, you know, the the team I'm playing, and, uh, and that week, you know, week one, the Rams played at the Colts, and the Colts were in a shambles, so I told everybody to stack the Rams, and yep. we stacked the Rams all year long. <laughs> and uh, so it got off to a good first start, mm-hmm. and then you having me on the podcast really propelled it into now we've decided we're going to do not just DraftKings, but season-long advice. And that's what we're here for today. This is Pauly Sleepers draft day advice and players rankings with all my players notes. Um, So we've got the YouTube channel. We've got Twitter that we've been uh, really working hard on and got basically 300 followers in two weeks. And that's at Pauly Sleepers. That's at Pauly Sleepers. Yes. And, um, and then the website, polysleepers.com, um, you know, what you've got juice in the morning here is awesome. It's a great collab- collaboration that we're doing. Um, just a little background on, you know, what started this was, you know, Jackson works with me um, and, you know, we're both geeks and uh, we both, you know, decided to, hey, branch out and, you know, not just do this DraftKings, but do this season-long stuff, and it was his idea for the Listener League, and I'm sure most of you are listening. People are very and, excited about it. Yeah. There's a lot
0: of traffic going on yeah. dealing so with that.
1: The the Listener League that we signed everybody up for, it's free. There's going to be cash and prizes at the end, but it's going to be different than what most football podcasts do. Is I've heard of a lot of Listener Leagues, but you hear about it leading up to the season, and then they do their normal thing all year long, and at the end you hear who won. Yeah. And I want to know more about it. So we're gonna we're gonna carry everybody who doesn't get their names drawn through the season. Who trades for who? Who's out there on the waiver wire? Different strategies. Who plays who every week? And just do some of, shit
0: talking too. Yeah, I mean and, just a little bit.
1: Yeah, and everybody that everybody that's name gets drawn here in a minute, they'll have the opportunity to call in on the show at least once, yep. and they could talk about um, the best thing they felt they did to you know for success or the stupidest thing yeah. that they've done. And we're
0: gonna call them out for sure and, on the dumb things they do. And
1: that's that's the other thing that Jackson and I were talking about today too you know we are going to definitely stick our heads in the sand when it's warranted and we're going to beat our chest when it's warranted you Mm -hmm. know Um, not everybody gets all of these calls correctly and if they did like they would be the expert and there's really no the expert in fantasy football there's you know, Matthew Barry spends half of his article every week apologizing for the mistakes the week before. And I, and mean, I, and I realized educated weatherman.
0: Yeah. And I realized real quickly, um, my first years listening to Matthew Barry and the fantasy focus, not to give any free ads out there, um <laughs> Fantasy focus is what started me listening to fantasy football podcasts. Because before I was a podcast listener, I listened to all the Rogan and all that stuff. But uh, listening to him, I started like following a lot of his advice. It was working out for me, so I continued to do that same method. It ended up kind of screwing me over. So that's why I think that uh, what you guys provide is, you know, that that if you're batting what sixty percent, seventy percent. Right. Yeah. 60 would be just fine. It's like blackjack. You're above everybody (laughs) else that you could possibly listen to or pay attention to in this in this environment.
1: Right. Right. So um, we're going to talk a little bit here about um, what we're going to provide this year. And then um, I have my kind of draft day advice. Like, what do you do leading up to your draft and what do you do on draft day and how you play and mistakes that I've made and things that have worked for me? You know, advice. And then in between that, we're going to break that up into my player pool rankings and talk about um, basically all the position players. We're not talking about kickers or defenses today, just all the position players. Um, So um, we have. The DraftKings, And that's what uh, Justin and Jackson are going to be working on this year. So kind of the, the Polly Sleepers team has branched out to I'm going to be doing the
0: season long and Jackson and Justin are going to be doing the DraftKings. I'm putting $100 of my own money up in the air for you guys to tell me <laughs> what to do. And it is going to be the juicy lineup of the week. You guys look for that because maybe you can win with me, you can lose with me, and you guys can tell us how awful we are because we lost your money, or you can tell us how awesome we are because you made money.
1: Yes, please post your screenshots of your winnings on my Twitter and help me out if you do well. And please feel free to go. Um, Thanks, Paulie. on Johnson was a big stinker this week, <laughs> um, so that's what this is all about. But yeah, we're gonna have the juicy lineup, and that's gonna be kind of our finalized lineup. And the way you have to do DraftKings is kind of fluid. I mean, yeah. what we do is you you enter in the you know middle or beginning of the week in the pool in the you know the different tournaments you want to enter if you want to do fifty fifty or guaranteed prize pool entries for DraftKings, and then you um, you can change it you know up until the game time. So when we do our Wednesday podcast, we're gonna talk about our player pool, and that's what we kind of morphed into towards the end of last year, instead of just giving out tons of lineups, we started encouraging everybody to um, pick from a pool and we're going to have you know, the top players, mid-range players, and value poly sleepers. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, let people organically pick their lineups. But the one lineup that's we're going to bet most of your money on yep. every week is going to be the juicy lineup. And that'll be the one that locks at, like, Saturday night at Absolutely. midnight. But everybody is encouraged to keep along at the website. And all of our rankings and pools will be on the website because we'll be changing due to injury. But, you know, also have something on your phone like Roto-Grinders or roto or something that lets you know when your players get injured. I mean, if you're going to do this you know it's all about that in the know right oh, yeah. now and going and picking up you gotta be on top to, of it you gotta be I on mean, top of your I,
0: shit i mean the polysleepers.com i don't know if we uh you know send it send it out there but that's where you guys need to go because they're going to be updating that regularly and that's going to be kind of like uh <clears throat> we want to push you guys to that because if you hear this podcast on a thursday and then you know some of the information information has changed that's where you're going to get it that twitter facebook all that good stuff
1: and we're going to talk about bankroll management, too. You're starting with $100. we will probably play $15 that mm-hmm. first week, and that's 10 to 15% bankroll management. I learned from playing poker on Poker Stars back right. in the day and winning money on that. And um, so that's kind of the, the thought process there. Um, but the Listener League is what we're going to be talking about here in a few minutes, guys. If you win, we need you to um, accept our uh, invite when we yep. email you. We need you to go on the website uh, ESPN uh, five minutes before the... Uh, the draw, the you know, the draft, the draft. and that's going to be Wednesday, August 29th at eight pm. So we need you to log in by seven fifty five. We're going to pick two backups, and um, if those people are willing to, you right. know, log in, jump and be in ready, at the last um, second, I know I'll have a few people that will, oh, yeah, you know they'll, they'll volunteer, you know, <laughs> um, but. Um, on the Wednesday's podcast, we'll announce our player pools and then we'll go over listener questions. We're going to have people calling in. Um, we'll go over waiver wire pickups for the week, um, trades. You know, call in or email in and let us know, you know, hey, I got this trade offer. What do you think about it? Um, I just let tell people that if they're going to, you know, ask me about a trade, let me know as much as you can about your league. How many teams? Is it PPR standard? Are there bonus awards? Because but, uh, what I was saying on Twitter this week, and I think a lot of people really appreciated what I was saying on Twitter is like, you know, if you just blindly say, "Hey, you know, this person or this person," I mean, I want to know more about your league to be able to better yeah, answer to be that able to question and an educated. Because if it's two running answer. backs and it's a PPR, the guy that catches the passes, you know, is going to be more valuable. So I need to know little things like that. Absolutely. Um, so. Um, We're going to do something topical every week. Um, Justin, you had the idea to talk about etiquette in leagues one week, and we'll do that. Um, Ways to personalize your league and make it fun, and we're going to talk about some things that have happened in my league of record, Russian Roulette, that has been just really fun and epic shit. So, um,
0: Don't be a fantasy football donkey, basically.
1: Right, right, right. Like don't be a jackass. And and the way to gauge it is if you're in a work league or a family league and no one else is really getting excited about it and taking it seriously, then that's a, your only excuse. <laughs> really, yeah. if there's people like, you know, if you're in my leagues and you mess around, you're out of the league. I'm not going to name any names.
0: I've already di- I already did that last. That's year. awesome. And that's that should uh, be that should be the possibility for anybody playing fantasy season long.
1: So um, that's kind of what we're about. We're going to start talking about draft day advice, and then we'll get into um, our uh, picking the player, the, picking the people for the league. Um, and uh, I, actually, we should probably do that right now. Let's right. do that before so, we start talking. So about definitely, the
0: draft day advice. we uh, we've come up with a quite a bit of uh, a names here. So if you hear your name drawn, I mean, you're either listening to the podcast, watching the Facebook live, or looking at the video on YouTube or something like that. Um, definitely be excited. There's going to be money involved. There's going to be a trophy at some point. And uh, you guys will also, uh, I think, help us be able to develop this league for future seasons of this or even seasons of this spinning off to its own podcast. So that's what I'm going to go with. I think we're going to uh, shake up the, uh, the Colts hat a little bit here. It is a bucket hat, by the way, so I think that's perfect for it being uh, pulling names out of a hat. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right, and it rained buckets today. so <laughs> Yeah, that
0: was awful. Um, all right, so the very first name from the Colts bucket hat is... Dustin Roller, the Married with Childrens podcast host. All right, that's crazy. All right, he's he's a uh, he's a great uh, great dude that I've uh, done his podcast. It's the Married with Children podcast. Uh, they're down south. Um, it took me a little bit of time to get there, about an hour and a half. But he's uh, he's definitely a sports fan. He used to be a football coach. I don't know if he's still coaching, but I think oh, he that's might, fantastic. He, think He'll he get into this. I think he might be somebody. I've to,
1: listened to their podcast a couple yeah. times, and um, I didn't get a chance to get with you on like everybody who made it to the entry. So I, you. Said there were a few podcasts that got in yeah so. there's
0: definitely some awesome. podcast people that are trying to be trying to be involved in the uh, juice in the morning and poly sleepers fantasy listener league
1: all right number two there are eight total today all right so number
0: two so number two jeff fiddler
1: Oh, Jeff! He water bet me that he would be one of the first three names picked, and he is so he is
0: so lucky. I'm, I'm shaking it up, he man! Ca- no, not, he mean... calls
1: into all the radio stations and wins tickets to all the concerts. Like people that are listening that know Jeff right now, and he's also the commissioner. Of the Russian
0: Roulette League. so oh, Nice. Yeah. Um, so also, while we're uh, mixing these up, somebody commented, nice uh, nice jersey. And I think that's an honest ant- or an honest uh, comment from Derek Gundam. He's also one of the people in- entered into the uh, pool for the listener league. And then somebody else said, it'd be a lot cooler if it was purple and had the number 22. So I'm trying to, uh, who is that supposed to be?
1: Uh, that would be uh, Viking. And that would be, is it, um, that would be. It's uh, a running back, right? I don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Kirk Cousins or uh, or Stefan Diggs. Yeah, Matt Steph- Matt Martz. If you're watching, tell us who number twenty two is. If it's I don't a know. First, it's probably season. Stefan
1: Diggs or uh, Kirk Cousins or one of those guys. Adam Thielen
0: one of those. All right. So the number three listener, the number three entrant <laughs> is Dylan Bolden. All so. right.
1: Congrats, Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. Is so, again, that... we're doing a 10-team league, and you have a uh, a team with uh, Shane. Shane, the co-host of the Juice in yeah. the Morning podcast. Yeah. And I've got a team that I'm going to run with Jack. So, uh, it's you know us against... Eight other dudes. Get... Or chicks.
0: Yeah, Chloe's in there. Yeah. She was the only one.
1: Odie would be mad if Chloe got picked, and he
0: didn't. <laughs> well, now we can only hope. <laughs> so, this is number four on the list. So number four on the list is Josh Miller. Oh, that's Josh. Oh, that's my best boo right there. That's there my go. buddy. So Jackson is watching right now. Thanks for joining the Facebook Live, Jackson. This
1: sounds t- so stacked right now, but I'm watching you shake up this hat I mean, and pull I'm these just, names out of the hat. I can, uh,
0: I can only do so much. This sound, if you call Eric Lungard
1: next, then everyone's going to know that this
0: is just collusion. Daniel Barlow.
1: Oh, That's Dan. He's in the Russian roulette, too. So that's that's uh that's that's Chef Dan. That's
0: five right there. So yeah, three entries left. Is that what it is? Because we're doing uh, one, ten, two, team three,
1: late? four, five. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah, three more. So we're going here. We're going here. All right. Ricky Wilson. All right. Congrats, Ricky. So Good luck this year. That's six of them right there, Ricky Wilson. All right. <laughs> Let them hear the the shake. All right, and that's another another podcast. Andrew Gert from the Monday American Podcast. Oh, right on. He does a lot of uh, he does a lot of history podcasts. Right they, on. I can't believe that.
1: <laughs> so far, this is podcast versus Russian roulette. <laughs> yes, that's great.
0: All right, so uh, last one, last one. All right, let's get this one. Oh no, two more. I think. Right, Brian Titus. Titus, oh my God! So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six. That's eight. Oh, okay, all so right. That's eight. Thank you, everybody. That. Congrats, joined. everybody. I want to. I want to just go ahead and pick uh, the rest of the names and just uh, give them a shout out on the show. So Derek
1: Walter, Derek Walter. Okay, Derek he's Walter from Dryer Reinbold. Uh, Derek would be a great alternate. So that's okay. that's perfect. Let's make these first couple guys alternates. <laughs> Derek would be great.
0: And we've got Gary Russell. He's a guy he's a guy who went to high school. Thank okay. you, Gary. It was a it was a great time in high school. I don't know what else to say besides uh, you know, thank you for your entrance. Uh Bo Matlock.
1: Oh, okay, Bo from Matlock Realty. Shout out. Eric Lungard. And my brother, Eric. And Love you, bro. Paul
0: Stickle. I hope I'm not ruining this. Oh Paul, you did cycle. get
1: in. He emailed us like and said, I hope that I hope I got in in time. You did get
0: in. Um Derek Undum, He is somebody I worked with in the past. Great dude. Played a lot of fantasy football. Thanks for entering, Derek. Bumwine Bob, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry uh, you didn't make it. That's another you were, podcast, You a podcast right? entrant, and two of them made it. You did not, unfortunately, <laughs> my friend. But I'm sure we'll definitely... You get nothing! Definitely we need you to call in during the year because uh, we loved. We, I've loved being on your podcast. I love listening to your podcast. Definitely join in and uh, interact with us. Ross Prather... <clears throat> Ross I'm sure his brother John's in there too and then there is Chloe Robinson there's Chloe and let's get through these last few Matt Martz sorry buddy you're watching the Facebook live you didn't make it this year there's always next year buddy Blaine Hanson Blaine thanks for entering Anthony Odie Odie and Chad Snipes chad shout out oh thank you to OG OG all of you guys thank you to all of you guys that entered um like i said man we had enough entries we could have done like a, a 12 14 type type league. i but, thought about changing but it but to I think, 12 but i think that'd be i think that'd make it a little bit tougher but
1: yeah 12 is definitely tougher
0: the one thing that i want to say is if we get wild like traffic and people are like freaking out and they really want to do it maybe maybe it could change but we'll see we only have a week to decide Yeah, we can. (laughs) But you want to keep it at 10, huh? Yeah. Okay. We'll keep it at ten. Never mind guys. Ignore the last That's thing okay. that I just said.
1: I mean Derek and uh, Gary would probably be like, yeah, go twelve. <laughs> go twelve. <12." laughs> so.
0: But no, everybody that uh, entered in, I appreciate it. I'm just one of those guys. I'm such a I'm a, I'm such a uh, inclusive guy that I just want to always get everybody in, but I know there's no chance that you can get that many people in.
1: Oh no, um, I'm glad you uh, called everybody's name.
0: Um, I think I think everybody deserved the shout out for right. for entering.
1: Again we'll uh we'll email the winners and then uh, we'll email you uh, you know, information on uh, what's going on but it's wednesday august 29th at 8 p.m
0: wednesday august 29th 8 p.m and i will also try to send you guys personal emails as well just to let you know when yeah okay yeah then they that way they can uh that way they can join and then uh so what i really want to know is about your draft day advice okay the stuff that you feel that we need to know going into our season long league
1: well number one Justin is for you because you you said you know do you mock draft or you do you not mock draft oh absolutely and, and i think you mentioned that you had a year where you got really into it and dude i did a like lot. i
0: did like 20 mock drafts right. uh and that was like in one day like, right so and you like didn't probably, do well right? No, that was my worst year. Right. I thought I was going to get Andrew Luck, Rob Gronkowski, and I think somebody else that was like a good running back.
1: And then you had a year where you didn't do anything and you did really well. So this is this last year. This last
0: year, no mock drafts, went into everything completely fresh. Didn't even listen to any kind of like fantasy football podcast going into my draft. And it just, it was uh, very organic, very easy. I just like, I like that guy. I'm going to pick that guy.
1: Well, Justin, you know, I, I'm pretty open to new ideas, but the idea that you're better if you don't spend any time looking at it is absolutely out. Of <laughs> I don't, you, don't, you
0: don't think that it's possible that maybe I'm just lucky. There,
1: there's luck involved in this, but that only gets you so far. I guess it'll get you a championship in your case this last time, but I wouldn't recommend it.
0: All right. Um, we'll, 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 uh, I'm definitely going to be taking notes while we talk. So, this I mean, year.
1: if you do like a thousand of them, you're really overcooking it. And <laughs> and the funny thing is, is you'll you'll never you'll never look at your draft and think, oh, that's that like that one mock draft I did, because there literally won't be a mock draft. That's exactly like your draft. The uh, the idea is to get an idea yeah, to get an idea of where people are going and what you're going to have to do if you want Tyreek Hill. Is he going to come back in the third
0: round? No. Yeah. And, so and, and it them. always, yeah. I mean, from my experience, it depends on the league that you play in. You got to know your opponents. You got to know who people like, who they're going for, what they're interested in. Because in our league, <clears throat> our family league, there's a couple of, uh, really big Colts fans and they take Colts players a lot earlier than anybody else. So if you like that Colts player, you might want to take them early because somebody else is going to take them.
1: We actually talk about that here in a little bit. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's okay. (laughs) That's okay. You're getting ahead of me, Justin. No, that's all good. Fantasypros.com is where I go. Uh, This is a free plug Um, and you can do free mock drafts. You can pay a little bit of money, And, uh, it's not that much. And, uh, if you have four leagues, like I do, you can actually split it up amongst the four leagues and say, which one is a 12 team, which one is standard, which one is PPR. And it even, I paid a little bit of money. It's like, I don't know, 1298 a year. Mm -hmm. And um, was able to put in all the keepers in the Russian Roulette League. So, like, it's even mocked to me, you know, having those players off the board because it's a keeper league. Nice. So, um, that's a really good feature. So, that's something you could do. But if you don't want to do all that, you could just go to fantasypros.com and do a mock draft. You could still put in standard or PPR and you could put in where you draft. Mm -hmm. So, if you know that you're going to be the ace slot, and if you're in a league that doesn't have the draft order till draft day, geez, that's that's that's, that's our br- league. That's brutal.
0: <laughs> oh god, that's so brutal. I don't like giving anybody an advantage.
1: Well, see, that kills the mocking because <laughs> mocking is that's exactly your tenth pick, so, second pick. whatever. So the year
0: that I got into them a lot, I would literally do like five picking first, five picking second, five picking third, and a ten team snake draft yeah there's so there's no way i can actually remember how those (laughs) drafts went no you you might as well forget (laughs) it
1: so that's background i probably you remember when i said tell me more about your league yeah that's background that i needed because in that case mock drafting doesn't benefit you at all for your family league so that's why you won it the year you didn't do any right so because because i there
0: you go well and i also started thinking more about what i thought other people were going to do yeah and so
1: if you're in a league like that, then don't worry about mocking. Right. But if you know where you're picking, then go on Fantasy Pros and do some mocks. Yeah. Also, I'm recommending doing tier-based tier, ba- tier based, uh, uh, drafting, and that's what's laid out on polysleepers.com. And the whole concept of tier-based drafting is that the players are in tiers based on the, their projected performance, what they've done in the past, what they might do. And then when there's a drop to the next tier, that's a that's a that's probably a statistical drop in performance. And it allows you to realize that, like, you don't get excited if there's a run on tight ends and everybody in your second tier that you like goes. That's your trigger to go and get a tier two running back or 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 wide receiver that's still on the board, not to freak out and go, "Oh man, there's a run on tight ends. I should go get Delaney Walker." Yeah. No, Delaney Walker is the guy that you get if there's a run and you don't get (laughs) who you want, and you wait and you draft him later. Right. You know. Um. So. Tier based rankings—that's kind of it in a nutshell. And you know, some of these tiers is just one player or two players. You know, tier one for quarterbacks is Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, and and tiers for wide receivers is Antonio Brown. Yeah, is the number one tier, and that's just because I feel like you know, if somebody says I drafted Antonio Brown and they draft him over David Johnson or Todd Gurley or any of those guys, like no one's gonna say you're an idiot, right? Like he's only gotten. An average of 10 touchdowns and <laughs> 1,580 yards and 90 catches for five years in a row. So, like, that deserves tier, tier of your own. A yeah. tier of your own, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, 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 like, Ron, Rob Gronkowski, too, even though he's hurt half the time, yeah. he still deserves He's going to win tier. you
0: weeks, every so, week.
1: So that's the tier-based system. And look up more of that online. There's tons of analysts that do tier-based. And go to polysleepers.com and see my tier-based rankings and all of my notes. Know your league settings. Know the point system, know you know how many passing points for your quarterback, is it four? Is it five? Are there rewards for big plays? Because you could turn on like bonuses on oh, yeah. ESPN leagues and some of these other leagues, and there's bonuses for a 40 yard player more or a 50 yard player more. And good God, like a Tyreek Hill gets yeah. very valuable in a oh, league. Oh, yeah, in like
0: those that. kind of situations, for sure.
1: So don't feel bad ranking him ahead of the consensus top 200 that you pulled from the website. And again, I'm not advocating anybody just completely go into their draft with my rankings. I mean, right. if you want to cool that's what i'm going to do yeah but what i advocate you do is 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 print out a top consensus like in in and make sure it's a, a consensus of at least 5 different sites mm-hmm. a consensus rankings and print it out as late as you can before your draft so it's updated with injuries and then look at that versus mine and look at the outliers look at the guys that i have way higher than you know the community or way lower than the community and then look at why i like that player better or don't like that player better. And then make your decision. If you like Mike Evans, you're going to see that I don't. Mm -hmm. So if you go in and see why I don't like Mike Evans and go, geez, that kind of makes sense, (laughs) then maybe we're on to something. But if you go, you know what, Paul, man, I like your shit, but I like Mike Evans, so screw you, I'm getting him. Then go get him. Yeah, Get players that you like. Yeah. But later on, when Mike Evans puts up 800 yards and six touchdowns Mm -hmm. and you're paying for way more than that, I mean, maybe next year,
0: yeah, so, so what would you say um, is the the number one thing that you need to do? Because you just gave a bunch of stuff. Is there something that you didn't list that might be something that's very important? Or out yes. of that whole group, what did you? What do yes. you think is the most important for your draft?
1: This is something that coaches like Jeff Fiddler, who made our uh, listener league, will do. Um, There will be an injury slot on the team. So if a player is injured, you could put him down there and that doesn't waste any of your spots. Mm -hmm. Once the player gets healthy, you have to take him out of IR. That's basically a free slot. You can't put the suspended guys in there, so you can't Uh, put Robert Turbin (laughs) in the slot because he got suspended. but. Jeff will draft someone that's injured, that he likes, knowing that as soon as it's inputted into the website, he can move that person down to website and then go pick someone up, off of waivers. Nice. So if it's a 16-round league, he's got 17. And in, in, in smart coaches like that will do that, and other ones won't realize they could do that. Right. You know, in our work league last year, I didn't even realize there was an IR, mm-hmm. and everybody knew I liked Alvin Kamara, but like I was like, well, geez, I can't drop, I can't drop these guys, yeah. And I had a slot that I could have moved an injured David Johnson down into and picked him up. So you know, we all make that mistake, mm-hmm. but know your settings and know um, little things like that. You know, there's leagues that don't have kickers there's leagues that have idp players instead of
0: i hate the defensive defenses. player I hate oh the it.
1: russian roulette has two of it. them I hate, it. Russian, I hate it so well much. mike dodd uh, uh <laughs> would like or died on facebook <laughs> yeah. he's he's changed his pronoun okay. yeah uh, uh Dadina on facebook would like that he yeah. hates that we do idps yeah but we actually dropped kickers and defenses and you get two idps
0: so i might be okay with that
1: Okay. (laughs) Hey, it's not my league. you're on an island. It's not my league. But if your league has big play awards and big, like, you know, a bonus for a 150-yard game, Mm -hmm. a bonus for a 400-yard passing game, then, you know, Andrew Luck and Drew Brees and Julio Jones and Tyreek Hill and Gronk, Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey, like all these players have more value. So just know that. And when other teams aren't focusing on the settings – know your settings if it's five points for a quarterback passing touchdown or six points for a quarterback uh, passing touchdown big difference then know that they have a little bit more value and there's a huge debate among the fantasy community on this and it's it's black and white like a lot of our world is nowadays but some people think that you know that that doesn't matter but I really 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 think that it does oh yeah 100 percent for sure 100%. 100%.
0: Um, so I've got like, I mean, thousands of questions for you. So I think, uh, I mean, you've talked about that. You're going to be getting into your, your rankings. Is that, is that what you're, are you ready for that? Or are you still got more for your, for your draft day stuff?
1: Uh, we're going to split it up. We got like a couple more things. Um, don't have a set strategy. So there's, okay. you know, uh, zero running back theory. You know, you'll, you've seen that. Yeah, or there's I've people seen... that say, you've got to get a running back the first two rounds. Like, you know, know your preference but if things don't go your way zig and zag I mean if your preference is to get two running backs right off the bat and you can't because it's dropped down into that next tier and there's been that run that means that no one's drafted a wide receiver so go get that Doug Baldwin (laughs) get Doug Baldwin get Tyreek Hill get those guys that are for the longest
0: time I did running back running back first two rounds every year in the St.
1: Elmo league that I'm still in that's 18 years that is what you have to do it's 12 teams no flex standard scoring no bonuses no P CPR, you better get a running back the first In rounds. the years
0: that screwed me, I took uh, Adrian Peterson, and then he was out for the year with the ACL's injury. And then the next year I took him and somebody else that was a badass running back, and he uh, decided to get in trouble for uh, disciplining his child in an inappropriate way, and then he was out again for a year.
1: Same same player.
0: Yeah, same guy. Talking about the same two guy. years in a row. Um,
1: so let the draft come to you in that respect. Um, there's many ways to get there. I advocate taking a quarterback early, and that's something else the fantasy community, on for the most part, will tell you to wait on a quarterback.
0: I, I won last year, and I took a quarterback early.
1: I I love waiting on a quarterback if you know if I can get the right one, but I also love getting that tier week to week advantage when you can get Tom Brady or Andrew Luck or Cam Newton or Russell Wilson or or. or you know, Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Yeah,
0: I think last year I what I started. I, <clears throat> I want to say I had like Antonio Brown, but I I think I reached a little early for Matthew Stafford, but he was pretty consistent most of the year. He wasn't ever like I think dog shit. Basically, is what he's. I was happy He's with consistent. last
1: year. He's a guy that can win you a championship.
0: Because he was like frustrating last year because there was games like you knew that he could go off, and then he just wouldn't go off. And then there was games that you didn't think he was going to do shit, and he at least got you those double digits, almost 20 points, and you're like, cool, at least I'm happy with those a couple touchdowns and no interceptions.
1: I personally want a quarterback early because when I go back and look at the archives of the leagues that I'm in, and I've been in leagues for some of them 18 years, some of them mm-hmm. for 10 years, it seems like more often than not, it's that top three quarterback that gets the championship. So I don't, I, I don't even it doesn't even absorb anymore when they say wait on a quarterback because that's my backup plan. Yeah. If one of those guys isn't available and I can't get them at a good value, then I'll wait and then I'll get Kirk Cousins or Matt Stafford right. or Philip Rivers. Right.
0: Yeah, and and you know, just talking about the draft gets me excited about just like let's go. I'm excited to get into this and start watching football again, man. Can't so wait.
1: just a couple more things and then we'll get into the quarterback rankings um don't be the person that starts uh, uh be the person that starts the run or ends the
0: run so yeah. that's
1: kind of what i've been talking about too like don't get caught up in the wave when there's that run don't let it freak you out start the run or end it
0: yeah one of one of the guys in our league once again just knowing your league one of the guys in our league is the first to take a defense and the first to take a kicker because he's taking the top rated one of those every time and i always know it i know this guy's gonna do that every time well, year
1: and that's know your know your league yeah
0: so knowing
1: year. that you know you're not going to get the jaguars he's nope. getting the jaguars yep. this year
0: or you know who's a good who's a great kicker I mean I know you Dostkowski don't get do or yeah. something like that that's Some, all
1: I ever say because I don't yeah I spend team, zero time on a kickers. team
0: that kicks a lot of field goals
1: I do have kicker rankings on my website you could check them out I won't ever talk about it right. we've already talked about it too much right.
2: That's actually that's uh, that's perfect. I didn't even catch it until just now. (laughs) We've already talked
1: about it too much. The last thing is my brother Eric. I love you, man. He gave me the best advice when I first started playing this that I've ever heard. Get guys on teams that score. Mm -hmm. It's like a John Madden. You know, the team that scores the most points at the end of the game is going to win the game. It's the most (laughs) obvious thing, and 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 Eric can get analytical and he's brilliant. But this was just a straight to the point thing. So the Pats are worth more than the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. It's pretty self explanatory. Um, so we're gonna go on to our rankings, and uh, people that want to skip to this part will um, tag that. Um, so number one is Aaron Rodgers. So most people are on this consensus. This isn't a hot take. You know, it's Aaron fucking Rodgers. Um, if you want to make a take that you know he's coming off of injury and his Binky Jordy Nelson, who who's always been on his team. Is not there anymore. I mean, is that enough for you to raise an so, eyebrow? You scared. I think it should at least raise an eyebrow. But I'm not ranking him. I was tweeting about it today, and they were like, "Okay, well, where do you rank him?" I'm like, "Still number one." I'm just saying that people should think about. He's coming off the injury. It's an injury that you know Tony Romo didn't come back from too well, and um, and and his Binky is gone. Jordan yeah. Nelson is gone. But other than that, definitely. He's the man, you know. Well, he, I saw
0: I saw a meme that was like, you know, build your perfect QB, and it was a picture of Aaron Rodgers, and yeah. it was like Aaron Rodgers' arm, Aaron Rodgers' legs, Aaron Rodgers' yeah. brain. Like
1: fantasy <laughs> quarterback, he really is like the top Hall of Fame because he was in the top three for four out of six years. I mean, he is an absolute stud. He also gets done uh, gets it done on his feet, yep. so that's where you know the, that little extra rushing will get it well, uh, get you well, and, and forty to sixty rushes a year. 250, 350
0: yards. Two I guarantee you, being the defenses against that guy is extremely fucking frustrating. Cause, yeah, because yeah. I always see guys chasing him down, and yeah. then he just like let one go and
1: yeah. Him gets and Russell Wilson are the number, are the two top guys, and it's because they can evade the rush, keep the play alive, and take off on their feet if everything doesn't work out. And that is bad news and good news for fantasy football. Absolutely. So Aaron Aaron Rodgers, if if you take him, you're going to be taking him in the third or fourth or fifth round, depending on your league. Only do it if you feel really good about your first couple picks.
0: Give me Rodgers. <laughs> I want Rodgers. <laughs> I want Rodgers. Throw his name up there.
1: <laughs> you know, and, and if you if you have Bell and you have, you know, Keenan Allen and you feel good about that, then take Aaron Rodgers, you know? So
0: so do you think Aaron Rodgers is somebody that's going to be going in the top, like, I mean, in the first round? No. I no. mean, some leagues they will because, I mean, doesn't People, Jen draft that way? Yes. So, it, I mean, she'll do it. Yeah. and and if She always she, ends up for some reason with Drew Brees. I don't okay. know how. Yeah, this happens because I think the way ESPN's uh, draft set up where they have all those like players on the side, I think it goes like um, like running. I think I want to say it's running backs, QB, then wide receivers. So she always gets like two pretty good running backs.
1: It just fills out the.
0: Yep. Well, and and she's always in the finals. I swear to God,
1: that works for her. Yeah. Um, So Aaron Rodgers is number one. Russell Wilson is number two. You know, really
0: with Russell Wilson, this is just because once again, I'm very—I don't pay a lot of attention to off-season stuff. I don't pay a lot of attention to stats like you guys do. I always think of Russell Wilson as the quarterback that has let me down in the past.
1: (laughs) Well, he didn't let people down last year. He was number one. That's true. And um, that defense. Um, is not going to keep them off the field very much. They lost everybody. Yeah. I mean, Cam Chancellor's pro- retired, mm-hmm. and and Richard Sherman is on to San Francisco, and Michael Bennett went to Philadelphia, and and uh, now I think the last man standing is raising his hand saying, "Get me out of here." And so the Legion of Boom is is not that anymore. It's the Legion of Pew Pew Pew. <laughs> Like, I'm a little concerned. Um, Schottenheimer is their new OC, and he loves to really run the ball. He hasn't ran an offense since 2012, but that's signaling to me that they're just going to let Russell Wilson do his thing, and they're going to need to. They lost Jimmy Graham, they lost one of their um, probably their second or third best wide receiver in Paul Richardson, and um, they got Rashad Penny in the draft, and they moved way up to get him. But I, I don't think he's going to be everything that people are saying they're going to be. And it's going to have to be the Russell Wilson
0: show. So you worried at all about Russell Wilson's uh, durability?
1: Um, no, I mean he's just he's he gets away.
0: He yeah. usually evades it. Because the year I owned him, man, he was like out with an ankle like almost every week. He well, was like questionable.
1: That's something we'll talk about later. in And okay. in the and in the, in the advice is, you know, don't don't let that guy that you had that messed you up and wasn't good that yeah. year. Don't let that. I have keep really you bad. From, I
0: have really bad deals with that. Well,
1: okay. Think about I the just guy who. Think about it. Think about the guy who got Todd Gurley in 2016 and didn't draft him last year. Right.
0: Exactly. And then I drafted him.
1: And he was not. <laughs> he, he had 19 <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah. Think about the guy who, um, didn't draft Melvin Gordon after he got one touchdown his rookie year. Right. He got 13 the next year. So Russell Wilson's a great example of that. Yeah, he was hurt a few years ago, and he didn't do well, but he was the number one last year. Mm -hmm. And it's all on him. He was responsible for 90% of his team's touchdowns. Awesome. That's absolutely amazing. He's number two. That's where I have him. That's where you should have him. They have a crappy O-line. I don't think that they've improved the running game that much. I don't think Rashad Penny is that great. This is the team that cut Alex Collins. I mean, Mm -hmm. why are we trusting... Right. them being able to do something with the running back position. Now they're saying Chris Carson is going to start and it's making everybody scratch their head. I've never I
0: mean, even heard of Chris Carson.
1: He got hurt <laughs> last year. He had one good game against the Niners and one good game against us oh, okay. and he got hurt. But you know, they drafted Penny really early. Like it with the 25th pick, they mm-hmm. moved up in the first round to get him. He should be the franchise, but I have a feeling that the office wants Penny. Right. And Pete Carroll wants Chris Carson still. Mm-hmm. And to make things more complicated, they just announced that CJ Prosize will be their third down back. So they're going to use five running backs like they did last year. Yeah. And they had one rushing touchdown between the five of them last year.
0: Good God. I didn't even know that. So
1: <laughs> That's awful.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I'm good so, with Russell Wilson. So Wilson he'll, also, at number two. he'll also rush 70 to 100 times a year. He'll rush probably about twice as much as Aaron Rodgers. For around 300 to 800 yards and uh, two to six touchdowns a year, those are just bonus stats, and that rushing really, really helps. I mean, their O-line is extremely smelly. I think he's going to be running for his life again, extending plays and uh, running with his feet. Worries me with Um, the durability still. Yeah. Well, quarterback's (laughs) the hardest thing to rank this year because you can make a case for a lot of people. Yeah. And um, it's tough. I mean, there's really 20 very good quarterbacks that you know 10 of them are going to be in the top 10 and be good draft picks and 10 of them aren't yeah you know that's what i'm trying to help you with today but this has been my hardest position to evaluate who's next tom brady terrific tom so that's another one man because people are saying he's getting old yeah i mean like him and fitzgerald they'll let you know when they're fucking done and they're going to be really (laughs) good up until that day yeah so don't worry about it i mean yes one of these years it's going to go off the rails i'm hoping that happens in the off season right and not during the season it's going to look bad if it happens during the season it's gonna be like geez tom you pushed it too much right but if he's pushing it that much i think he's really confident this elastic fucking rubber band thing he's got going on is really working for Mm -hmm. him you know and tom brady here in indianapolis the, the Patriots will 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 dip, and your Colts will be overdrafted. The oh, yeah. Patriots will be underdrafted. People don't want. If you like fantasy football and you can stomach it, I did last year. Take them. I mean, my very
0: I, first year drafting a uh, Patriots player, I won my league. I. <laughs> And I, I, I refused to for the last like <laughs> 10 years of playing fantasy football. You just got to
1: decide you want to win, man. Tom, <laughs> Tom's a winner. And, uh, <laughs> okay.
0: and fuck and, it. Yeah, Matt,
1: you know, mad props. I mean, I, I've i been in the Russian Roulette League, I think, eight years now. And I, I got to the finals two years in a row, but I'd never won it. Last year, I drafted Tom Brady. I drafted him really early. Mm-hmm. And everybody went, wow. And everybody handed me the trophy later on. There you so go. what's more likely to happen? He's going to do his thing. This is one of these, uh, one of the, kind of overlying themes of this whole year is what's more likely to happen. So what's more likely to happen? Is he going to do his thing or is he not going to do his thing? absolutely. All right. I'm, I'm in on that. Father time hasn't caught up to him yet. Um, you can draft one of these top quarterbacks early. And the reason why I advocate it is it allows you to forget about that position for the rest of the draft. So if you can get a top quarterback or a top tight end, it's really hard to do both. But if you can do that, lock that, load it, set it, and forget it. Don't draft another tight end. Don't draft another quarterback that lets you get another running back or wide receiver. And if you wait too long and you have to stream, guess what? Every week you're going to be using your first waiver wire ad as a quarterback and not being able to pick up Evan Ingram or Alvin Kamara or right. Juju Smith-Schuster. Right. So, if you want to stream quarterbacks, that's fine, but the danger that the analysts I never hear tell you, the the downside, the deep dark part they don't talk about is the streaming quarterback thing only works for them because they know every week what the best <laughs> pick is. So, they're like, oh, yep, this week it's Tyrod Taylor. and Yep, there it was. It was Ty. Well, at home, you don't always make that call. Right, right, and right. if you're so worried about doing that, you can't pick up the next Juju Smith-Schuster off the waiver wire. So that's why I like getting these guys. Um, number four is Cam Newton, uh, Superman. Um, they have a new OC in Norv Turner. Norv Turner likes throwing to the tight end. Greg Olson is back healthy now. Cam Newton likes throwing to his tight end. So does Norv Turner. I think Olson has a career year. They drafted DJ Chark. Um, so they have more weapons to go with Curtis Samuel. Samuel Devin Funches, who... The Honey funchus of oats. I mean, he was a top 24. Can you believe that? He was in the top 24 yeah. wide receivers last year after Olsen went down, after they needed somebody. He performed great. So he's somebody that people aren't talking about, but he's going to help propel that team. <clears throat> Christian McCaffrey in his second year, and then they went out and got C.J. Anderson. So... Yeah. They had uh, the guy that went to New York, uh, uh, Jonathan Stewart, the okay. Daily Show, went to New York, yeah. and they got C.J. Anderson. So they're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to throw it to their tight end a lot. I don't think they're going to limit Cam, and they're going to just keep let. I mean, here we go, another running quarterback. Right. So far, Tom's the only one that doesn't run that we've talked about. It's, it's, that adds so much value. It adds value
0: in your fantasy league for your season long, for sure.
1: He's like a second running back for you. He's a lock for six rushing touchdowns. I mean, that's the upside for some of these other running uh, quarterbacks. Yeah. And in his top year, he had 14. 14 14 touchdowns
0: yeah. rushing himself. Jesus. Which year was that? So, was that second year? First uh second year. or third year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So and, and you know these other guys are going to rush forty times. What I say, uh, you know Wilson sixty times. He's going to probably rush about ninety carries. Right. I mean, and, it's and they give
0: it to him in the goal line sometimes because he's just a beast of a dude.
1: Exactly. I say he finishes once again at the top five at his position. Um, the one thing we want to mo- monitor is um, they had an offensive lineman go down, and they did lose their one of their best offensive linemen to the Jaguars. And I. I want to peel back from a player that I'm getting too excited about when I, when the, when the offensive line starts getting hurt. Oh Yeah. So really they should have had time to get rid of, you know, to get used to Norwell not being there, but just today in camp, one of their top guards went down. So if that keeps happening or if the guys that come in to back them up, aren't doing well, I mean, this is why you're going to want to go to the website. This is my yep. rankings today, Training camp just started, so throughout the this next month is going to be the most crucial. Go onto the website. Um, Jax will up, uh, Jackson will update it and and put the day that he updated it on there. But today, my number four is Cam Newton. My number five is Drew Brees, and that might surprise a lot of people because he had an off year last year.
0: Well, Drew Brees is never going to surprise me because he's somebody that can. I feel like he's just so talented that he's going to win. I mean, he's going to score. He's going to win. He's going to win games. I feel like.
1: And that team is just so explosive. They had one of the best rookie drafts I've seen in a long time, drafting Kamara and Marshawn Lattimore in the secondary. I mean, that is just huge. And here's the reason why I like Drew Brees. He finished outside the top 10 last year, and that's abnormal for him. For me, it's what's most likely to happen. so And something has happened that should lend us to think that Drew Brees is going to do his thing once again. Mark Ingram has been suspended. Alvin Kamara's value is more so in the passing game they're going to have to come out passing like yeah. they're used to and they're going to remember how fun it was
0: and they've got such studs at wide receiver
1: yeah and they got uh oh yeah they drafted a great guy uh daquan smith they um got uh cam meredith from the bears michael thomas obviously uh who we'll talk about in a minute but <laughs> that attack is huge i think having ingram goes down da- going down is going to make them force them to go back to what they were and like i said they're going to remember that they liked it right their bye week is week six so i don't think we See much Ingram till week seven. That's almost halfway through the year. If they're winning, they're going to pass like they always do. I mean, last year was an outlier. Right. That's what you have to look at at some of these players. You know, Russell Wilson is usually great. That year he got hurt and sucked for you, that was an outlier. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just, it hasn't gone well for me for a few years. And then all of a sudden everything clicked. And it's going to happen again this year. I'm feeling it. I've thought about this long and hard. And this is not a homer call. This is just from all my
1: research. And earlier in the spring, I was worried about Andrew Luck. Yeah. But right now he's my number six quarterback. Number six. The community is reacting to him playing, and he's been moved from number fourteen to number I think nine today mm-hmm. in the average draft position. I've had him ahead of that, you know, for a minute because I'm on board. Um, they did it right this time. They did the. They brought him back right. They did it the right way. Everybody and says <laughs> says he looks like
0: a monster from he camp.
1: Does have you seen the picture of him like if getting he, off his bike that with to the water stick?
0: Belt? Um, just like twist the top one, I think should, like, tighten it. Oh, okay, I know it's I you, hard I you, to. I
1: got you. Um, so do you see the picture at, like, the 500 where he showed up on, on his bike and had the water no. bottle and stuff? Like, he looked ripped. <laughs> he looked ripped. He showed up at the race looking like he.
0: At least he's been working out, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You would think so. Uh, you know, the whole conspiracy and your show gets into conspiracies. The whole conspiracy was that he had a he had a career-ending injury, and I kind of bought into it for a minute. But microphones. Uh, microphone, it's okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Be, um, the reality is, it just never happens. This is good. There you go. It. The reality is, it just never happens. You know, Drew Brees was supposed to be done like ten years ago, and and he was never going to throw again. And Teddy B like broke his like leg into two pieces last year and was never going to walk again. And he might be the starter for the Jets week. That's one. crazy. I think. So you know, the other thing about Andrew Luck is they've done well to shore up the line, which is something we need for the uh, we've needed for a long time. They went out and and you know traded the, that pick to get a couple picks later. Which should let you know that he's fine because this was a quarterback-rich draft. So if they needed a quarterback and Andrew Luck was done, and this conspiracy is not out yet, they would have not drafted, traded that pick to the Jets. They would have drafted a quarterback with a oh, sixth yeah. pick. Instead, their guy all along was Quentin Nelson. He is a beast. The mountain is. I've what heard. We're I've heard he him. looks
0: like a gigantic human. So
1: at Paulie Sleepers, we call him the mountain. I like that. Right? So I'm in on that. So um, they drafted somebody else too from um, uh, from Auburn a few picks later. They. They went and picked up a guy that started sixteen games for the Ravens last year to kind of give that rookie some time to get in, but but Nelson doesn't need time. I mean he's ready to move turf. Yeah. The guy knows Taekwondo. He was out benching Uh, NFL lineman in high school
0: yeah that's insane he's
1: ready to play football he was born to play football so this guy's in front of Andrew I can't wait to
0: I want to watch him pancake people like I just I can't wait to watch it
1: well he will I mean like the draft notes that I read were as soon as we drafted him I started looking at draft notes one of the draft notes were he finishes his defender on the ground Mm -hmm. so the person lined up against him ends up on the ground more times than not I can't wait and that renders you ineffective
0: it's gonna be one of the first times that I think I've ever like Truly decided to watch the line like and oh actually, yeah absolutely like, like no like, one's
1: been excited about a lineman <laughs> like I mean like it, it's not just hype though people like he has been the top rated lineman on playerprofiler.com. That they've tested since the year 2000. So we're nice. not talking about a guy that like everybody's there's a big hype on, and he's going to be like you know Boswell. Right? Yeah. You remember Brian Boswell? He's going to be great. He sucked. This isn't Brian Boswell. This guy was born to play football, and um, he's in front of Andrew Luck. So, so be,
0: Luck is number six.
1: Yeah, and and the the last note on Luck is if you look at the stats. After his injury, and he played almost two years with that shoulder injury. After his injury, his stats were nearly identical than what they were before his injury, and almost the identi- identical fantasy production. So, if he's healthy and he's healthy right now, you know what you're going to get from him, and that's a top five quarterback. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Watson is number seven.
0: I've seen him as high as two. God, I can't wait to watch him play football either. I forgot. This is why I'm so excited for football. <laughs> he got it's, hurt. So, it's so sad that I don't pay attention and like I forget about it in the off months because I forgot about how awesome it was to watch him. He got The hurt. games he was playing. He did... Something really special in those, in and those I want games. Will Fuller now. And I know we're not to wide receivers yet. I'm sorry, but Notre, Notre Dame guy Will yep.
1: Fuller, like Jeff, will want him too. Talk about knowing your league. That guy right there, Jeff, he'll go get Will Fuller. Um, <laughs> and I think Will Fuller had like five touchdowns in three games. It was something crazy, like eight catches for five yeah, touchdowns in three. It games. was.
0: I had him early on in the year too. <laughs> I have him lower than most
1: because it's not sustainable. Yeah. He has oh, one yeah. of, he has one of the worst ball velocity velocities in the league. So mm-hmm. he's living off those deep plays, which you can live to a certain extent with with DeAndre Hopkins doing that. But, but right now, I don't see him being able to whip it in on short slants and things like that and be able to bring it to the next level. Right. He's going to have to continue to get... And he does run the ball well, too. I'm not saying he's going to be a bust. I have him rated lower than most
0: because i mean you still have him in the top 10 though
1: yeah but most have him two three or four so seven is kind of low i agree on
0: you um or with you
1: (laughs) seven is kind of low for the community as a standpoint but like i just his touchdown rate was one of the highest since the merger right him and carson wentz both him and carson wentz both had insane touchdown rates so if you throw 600 passes you're statted out for 48 touchdowns because you have this 8% touchdown rate. The right. league average is like six. Mm-hmm. If you go back to the league average, that 2% difference there goes from 48 to 36 touchdowns. So that's 25% of those touchdowns. It's a, we're in a touchdown-dependent league. I don't see him having a 40-touchdown t- upside, and I think right. that's why people are drafting him that way. I think that he'll get like 25 to 28, 30. He's a great player, but his touchdown rate is not sustainable. It never has been okay. One more thought on the touchdown rate. Um, some of the best touchdown rates that Wentz and Watson both had were up against like Peyton Manning's best year and Aaron Rodgers' best year, where they had like eight to nine percent touchdown oh, rates, yeah. which is insanity. Both of them went two and or two to two and a half percent back regression to the, the next mean year. the next year. It's not it's not a stat that's helpful to win an argument. It's a statistical fact. Yeah. So he's not going to do he's not going to and also you project that out i mean that was over six games if you project that out over 16 games that doesn't keep happening i mean it was just an unsustainable rate he's great i'm looking forward to playing him to watching him play again too and this is a guy that could totally bite me in the ass this is the guy (laughs) that like he could be the number one yeah he could be the number one next year and that's you know the the you know the game that we're playing um and like i said before aaron Rodgers and russell wilson are in the first tier brady cam newton breeze luck and watson are in the second tier and now we're moving to the next tier meaning if those guys are gone you can wait a little bit longer to draft Perhaps you didn't do this in your league last year. It sounds like you got
0: Stafford really early, but you can usually wait yeah. and get him like between 8 and 10. I'm trying to remember, man. I, that's why I'm so, I'm so bad about this. I can't He's at the
1: top it. of this tier because he's so, so, so consistent, and he'll get 4,000 yards, and he'll get 28 to 35 touchdowns, and his offensive coordinator for the second year in the row is Jim Bob Cooter. Yeah. How can you not get down with a guy that their the offensive coordinator is Jim Bob Cooter? I love the
0: Cooter. Yes. I'm a big fan of the Cooter.
1: We all love the Cougar, Justin. <laughs> His floor is 4,200 yards, 22 touchdowns. His ceiling is about 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. He could sneak into the top five. They drafted Luke Ragnar, who's just been killing in practice. He's the center. Their line's going to be better. They still have Marvin Jones,
0: Golden Tate, and Kenny Galladay. I had Golden Tate last year, too. He's fantastic. He's, he's, one, he's one of my favorite guys to watch as he's well. Enta-
1: I remember you asked me about, like, should I start him? Or I said, I don't need to know the or. Yeah. Like, stop right there. And you were like, but it's – I was like, no, just stop. Just just start, Colton Tate. Just start the Tate. So, I think Matt Stafford's going to be great this year. And he has a very easy, early schedule, which we can get him off to a hot start. And when these quarterbacks get off to a hot start, that could be a, a sign of a very hot season. His completion percentage, his <laughs> quarterback rating – um were the best we've ever seen in his career last year and i don't think he had his career year yet no i think this could be it hell no
0: and give give old Cooter the uh, play calling ability, man, and he's good to go. <laughs> um, I'm all in on Matt Stafford again. I think I'm just I just already made, I'm going to write some notes down here. I right love part. it. I love it. You could just go to Polysleepers.com <laughs> and check out the tier
1: based rankings. Kirk Cousins is next from Minnesota. Uh, AJ Lungard, my nephew, Eric Lungard, my brother. They both bleed purple. They're so excited. Do you
0: like that?
1: Do you like that? <laughs> oh, and I I post that on our chat <laughs> feed on the Russian Roulette uh, uh, text feed all the time. Do you like like that, uh, Kirk Cousins. Like they didn't want him. I have no idea why they didn't want him. Like Alex Smith is older; he's not as good. I mean, he's coming I off his career. Believe it. They just must have hated him. <laughs> they had to. Like he, like you know, slipped his hand underneath the owner's girlfriend's dress <laughs> or something, something, and they caught him. But anyway, he's in Minnesota now, and they love him. He's got better weapons than he's ever had. Stefon Diggs and Adam Thielen are coming off of career years, but I, I think they could definitely both go up. Kyle Rudolph, man, that makes me
0: excited about those guys. Too. Kyle
1: Rudolph, he's you know, Cousins loves throwing to the tight end. I had Thielen last year as well. Dalvin, one of my favorites, Dalvin Cook back healthy. You know, they've got a great, great, great defense, and they're uh, and they're player personnel guy is killing right now and he's getting some great great shout outs on twitter like they're signing everybody they're locking in everybody right now he's finding a way to make the salary cap work and like locking in all these great players so their defense is going to be great for a long time and they have a very young team and kurt cousins is amazing and he'll run more than you think you oh know. yeah we were talking about
0: those he's got wheels
1: yeah so you've you've watched more kurt cousins you know that mm-hmm. he'll he'll rush for five or six touchdowns this year yep you know and his his
0: efficiency um is is between the twenties. And I what, feel like he plays to, like I know this is such a you know cliche thing to say, but I think he plays to win. He plays to score. Like he's not like kinda take the foot off the gas on at no, any time.
1: No, no. And somebody we're gonna talk about here in a minute, Philip Rivers reminds me of the same thing. Yeah. The thing is I like Kirk Cousins and I don't like Philip Rivers. I just think he's a dick. But um, you know, Kurt and Washington were like oil and water and, and I think he's gonna want to prove that they Chip shouldn't the have let him go. I mean, he kept doing the You know, they they didn't sign him. He just kept doing his, you know, whatever, his contract year holdover, and they never signed him. So I think he's going to be great. Um, The Vikings play at New England, at Seattle, home versus the Dolphins, then at Detroit, weeks 13 to 16. So we just talked about Stafford having a great, you know, start to the year, which will get him off started well. Kirk Cousins has some, right now, great, great, great looking matchups in those weeks that you need him. I think Kirk Cousins is going to win some championships. I hope so, and maybe a championship. I would too. like to see it. I mean, maybe the, a real like NFL, like the, like the Vince Lombardi Trophy. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm serious. Their
0: window is cl- the Vikings. And window the Vikings, is here. what they? I mean, they're they're right there. They could do it. They're knocking. I mean, they were the you
1: know they're knocking on the door. Absolutely, they could do. Absolutely that. knocking on the door. Um, in this tier, you've also got Ben Roethlisberger, who's as healthy as he's been in a long time. They keep adding weapons. There, Juju
0: is just so, so amazing. So Roethlisberger, were you saying nine? Yeah, uh, 10. 10, so that's that's rounding out that 10.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he's, you know, he got better last year. He got better in areas where he's been highly criticized in the past.
0: And he always threatens to quit, so. <laughs> right,
1: he did. It, it, <laughs> and now he won't quit because they drafted Mason Rudolph. <laughs> and now he's like, I'm
0: going to keep that
1: shit off the field. He's getting
0: the, he's getting the testosterone and like, going.
1: But, but, but Ben, we're, we've drafted that guy because you keep talking about retiring. Like, <laughs> what do you want us to do? And like, he's a trip, man. Like, they asked him about, like, you know bringing the rookie along and showing him the ropes and he was like fuck that guy I'm gonna hand him a playbook
0: yeah and didn't he say that's something what I'm gonna like, do I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna, him gonna him teach playbook. him to take my job yeah I think yeah. he said that so he's got a chip on his <laughs> shoulder
1: and, and and when players have chips on their shoulders that's a good thing for football and, oh, pro- yeah. and production and he has the two best fantasy I mean you ever sit back and think about how Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are both on the same team and they're the best players in so fantasy insane. football so insane. How come Ben Roethlisberger is not the number
0: one quarterback? Exactly, because <laughs>
1: Le'Veon I- Bell catches a bunch of balls. Yeah, it's it. it. He throws too many picks. He throws picks. You know?
0: He lets himself get sacked because he always he hangs tight in the lot. pocket for too long.
1: And at some point his like leg needs to be surgically like sewn back on. <laughs> He's still a bionic playing. leg. He'll keep playing though. But um, you know, his home road split has always been an issue and last year he rectified that. So that's the thing that excites me the most about drafting him. If those top guys slip and I can get him like in the tenth round, my tenth ranked quarterback, Ben. I think he can have a career year too, Ben Roethlisberger. You know, he now isn't a guy that you just play when he's at home. Right. Last year, you know, they kept talking; they stopped talking about it by week six because like somebody finally raised their hand and said uh, he's blowing he's, up on the road he's now, playing too. pretty good everywhere. And from week seven on, he really turned it up. From his week seven on last year, and I like players that finish the year strong. Um, next is Matt Ryan, Matty Ice. He's higher than uh, most people have him. See what happens is like he just they just had this that amazing season two years ago when they like just blew everybody's doors off until there was like twenty minutes left of football in the whole year <laughs> yeah and Jesus then they stopped Christ. and Dan Barlow who made the uh, league is a huge Falcons oh yeah he will uh, love that shout out they were the best team offensively in foot in football for literally like take sixteen games times sixty and then add up the playoffs and all that and then just subtract out that last thirty minutes of football. <laughs> so people overdrafted him last year because he did so amazing and they fell back. They lost their offensive coordinator and that will always hurt a guy. And Shanahan went to the 49ers. So they got Sarkeesian, but what people don't, you know, dip in and read between the lines and see like the deeper story, like I do. And like we do at Pauly sleepers is that Sarkeesian's offense on the whole was better than Shanahan's was his first year. And Shanahan was there two years. Oh, wow. So people are criticizing Sarkeesian because he wasn't Kyle Shanahan. But, like, they had a record, epic, like, scoring year. So anybody was going to be a letdown. It would be like going on after Jerry Seinfeld back in the day at the comedy club. You know, you're done. You know, so, but the reality is he actually did better than Shanahan did his first year. And I think they're going to bounce back. They added Calvin Ridley in the draft. So that's another huge weapon for them. So Calvin Ridley's another guy to catch passes uh, with Julio Jones. And Calvin Ridley's the real, real deal. So I like Matt Ryan uh, for that reason. Awesome. How are we doing on time? We're, we're good. We're hitting at an hour right now. Okay. Good. 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 <clears throat> All right. Um, rounding out this tier is Carson Wentz. A lot of people have him as high as like number four. He's coming off injury. Um, He had that highly uh, unsustainable touchdown rate that I was talking about. He'll go back to the mean. I like him. I just, I can't believe people have him ranked that high coming back off the injury and they threatened to start his camp on the pup. Mm -hmm. They were, I mean, it was going out on Twitter. Like everybody was talking about it. They ended up not doing it, but they almost started him on the pup. I mean, I'm not drafting somebody that high coming off of injury. Uh, and coming off of that kind of like,
0: and it's always my, like, you know, I have those ir- irrelevant feelings that I get that I know a lot of people will like prove me wrong with statistics, but just what you're saying. And just the way I saw him play last year, it's going to be down. Like, it's not going to be that.
1: Well, and at I least mean,
0: that's a feeling I always get when I see that. happen.
1: And Foles is so good. And won in the Super Bowl, why would you worry? I mean, if there's any question, Foles will be starting week one. Yeah. If there's any question at all, why would you? Why would you push it back? Foles is probably the best backup in the league. It's a great team. I'm not calling for a bust here. I'm just saying, you know, if you get a guide where he's ranked four to six, you use caution. I would not draft him before number eight or nine at least, but I have him number 13. Patrick Mahomes is 14. Because of all the weapons he has, this is his first year. This is his rookie year. Right? You know, he played last year, but I like what they did in Kansas City last year. Alex Smith was this West Coast game manager, Dink and yeah. Dunker, right? Yeah. Well, they drafted Patrick Mahomes and talked about his cannon and talked about what they want to do in the future with Patrick Mahomes because he does have a cannon. And Alex Smith said, I can do that shit too. Mm-hmm. No team's ever asked me to do that. I'm a game manager, but that's like saying like this actor's always done this role
0: and never because talked to nobody's him about given him so a chance to do anything different.
1: He went ham last year. <laughs> Alex Smith was hitting those guys up deep, and that's what they want to do, and that allows that offense to transition to Patrick Mahomes. Alex Smith does a, did a great favor for the Chiefs, and it's not talked about enough. The Chiefs are you know they're ready to move on, and he got no respect at all for allowing them to transition into the offense they want to be, and they went out and got. Uh, Watkins now, so they have everybody they had last year. Jesus, with Sammy Watkins and Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill were both in the top ten for deep throw. Like how many fantasy points they get from the deep throws? Right. So top ten. There's 32 teams. You have two guys in the top ten on deep throws in the league, and you've got. A quarterback that loves to chuck it and you got a team that's going to let him chuck it they're just going to keep deep balling he's a modern
0: balling all day
1: he's a modern day Brett Favre and people are going to be like uh cringing like Packers <laughs> fans are cringing right now I, I am comparing Patrick Mahomes to Brett Favre on his ability gunslinging and on, ability and on what can happen and on his gunslinging so he's going to throw picks too but I like him this year uh Jimmy Garoppolo the young guy's right after him um he Ended up getting five games to start last year. the 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 uh, Pats traded him to New England, and uh, he got really, really good in the five. Won all games five and, didn't and, and, yeah, and the and the team fell in love with him and the city fell in love with him and he's just oh so
0: gorgeous. Yeah my wife's uh dad is a huge fan of the Niners and he's just all he's talked about all off season is Jimmy G's just looking really good, man. Yeah. He's looking real good. Yeah.
1: And he, I'm like, yeah. And he's that guy that like, you know, they're like, yeah, he's a stud, look at him. He looks I mean, he's that guy that you're like, you can't argue it. You're like, yeah <laughs> He's a fucking good looking guy, but he also shows up on Twitter with porn stars and stuff. It's really cool. Did you see that? I saw that and I... <laughs> he like, got highly criticized for that, but he showed up on Twitter like, man, and, and Facebook I'm and Instagram it with like Go a, do you like do, a man. 40 year old, like retired porn star. Do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't do care. It. Do it,
0: Jimmy. But, you know, you know, produce the as judge, well. Only judgment I had was as if he was actually paying her to hang out with him or <laughs> if he was just like if they met and then like became a thing. I'm okay with that. Right, right. I'm sure if he was going to reach out, he wouldn't reach out to a 40-year-old. Exactly. She
1: must do something special <laughs> that, he, that he likes. <laughs> That was probably way going too far. No, was that it's going good. too far. It's good. It's I'm not good. that big into the podcast thing It's did good. I just cross it's, a lot. And it's
0: also it's good because uh, if we keep seeing him show up with her, uh, it's one of those things like uh, the no the no uh, boom boom before the before the game or it'll make the legs weak. Right. So right. If right. We right. see him still hanging out with her throughout the season. Right. That's the old might like stay away from it.
1: That's the old like prize fighter boxer mentality <laughs> yeah. that you stay hungry and don't have sex before the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, Garoppolo has some great weapons around him. He has Kyle Shanahan, the aforementioned calling the plays, who's very aggressive. Um, the team loves him. The town loves him. Um, I'm just a little worried that Shanahan's offense really doesn't produce a ton of touchdowns um, throwing. They'll you know end up probably rushing a ton of touchdowns. And um, he doesn't have a number one wide receiver. I would love him so much more. Like People want to put him in the top 10 too, and I'm like, calm down. I mean, he doesn't have – Stephon Diggs or T1 Hilton or Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, his top wide receivers are Pierre Garcon and Marquise Goodwin. Mm. Um, and they're good, but, you
0: Garcon had his best years, what with Manning or was it luck?
1: Um, he had uh, some great years with Manning and yeah. then also like Washington, like he had, he had right. one That's pretty right. good year with the skins. Right. Um, we're just going to just talk about some guys and not delve too deep into the notes. You can get to the notes
0: on polysleepers.com. Give me, give me somebody, give me somebody that uh, people may not know about. Um, Tyrod Taylor. That's a, see I'm all in on Tyrod Taylor. I like he's another one that I like watching play. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and people were afraid to uh, like I'm I'm taking that, you know, that Raiders of the Lost Ark step over the canyon where you think you're going to die but really there's a hidden little ledge there. <laughs> I'm going to take that step with Tyrod because he's been a perennial like number 12 fantasy quarterback, always like towards the end of that number 1 quarterback, right. always very streamable. Um, always willing to get it done on his feet, very efficient. Yeah. He's so underrated for how efficient he is, he won't turn the ball over. And now he has boom, 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 boom weapons that he's never had. He's never had this. He's had LaShawn McCoy, but that's it. They never gave him anybody else in the passing game to work with. And now that he's got weapons, and now that he's got a team that's done the right thing, the Browns have finally done the right thing, somebody took the Kool-Aid away from them and said, you've got to stop drafting these quarter, these quarterbacks and, and putting them right to the Wolves. Draft the guy you like, and obviously they liked Baker Mayfield, but draft another guy that runs the same style of offense that you feel good about him playing year one or at least most of year one so your guy can develop and Taylor and Mayfield run the same offense and he's got so many weapons around him that I think he's going to be a sleeper this year I'm actually advocating that if you're in four leagues like I am or I think I'm in five yeah take one of the leagues and just at the end of the draft don't take a quarterback maybe somebody maybe somebody notices and finally goes dude you don't have a quarterback yet you know and at the end of the draft take Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield and drop, and drop the mic there you go. Because they're both going to run it a lot. And if Tyrod gets pulled, because their schedule's brutal at the beginning of the year. Are they? Like, I think Baker will be starting by week seven because their schedule's so brutal at the beginning of the year. Um, I mean, if he starts two and four, that's going to be two more wins than they've had in two years combined. I mean, right. they're, they're one in 31 the last two years. Holy shit. So, the, the expectations are very low. So, I think they're going to let... Tyrod do his thing I think they're going to let him be a 500 team uh or, or strive to be a 500 team at least and and they'll bring Baker on later and if you've drafted them both then just have Baker ready to step in there when they're ready to give him the reins because he's going to run the
0: ball and don't forget about Josh Gordon yeah well, is he is he the, he's at the Browns right still
1: yeah, but he like he's not he's not at camp. He needs to get his mind right. Really? Yeah, I think it has
0: something to do with hard
1: knocks is God there. Damn it. It's really political. You haven't heard about this?
0: God, no. no where really, I, like
1: where am I at? It's really political, man. He like I tweeted that like the new purple kush came out and that's mm. why he's not at camp. <laughs> but the, the fact of the matter is that they released a statement saying he needed to get his mind right before and that's bullshit because they've had all these months like get your mind right in March. This is tra- training camp. The, that guy just can't get the out reality of his own is way. that people aren't talking about because It's not really football related. This is drama shit. But they have hard knocks this this year. And I think they just want to keep that drama out of hard knocks. I think the NFL kind of helped them orchestrate this. So Tyrod Taylor is a a huge sleeper for me this year. Um, After Garoppolo, I like Jared Goff to round out this tier. Eli Manning. If Barkley and Evan Ingram had a just a statistical huge tight end year, and you've got Odell, one of the best in the game, like people were ranking Eli in number Mm twenty, and still ranking all those guys as number ones, like one of these things isn't going to happen. So I would lend it to uh, Eli, maybe having a career year as well, because he's got all these weapons around him, and they they increase the offensive line as well. I'm not saying go out on a limb and get Eli, but I'm saying if if your draft runs away from you, don't let it bother you. I think that that you, know, you could be pretty happy with an Eli or a Tyrod Taylor or maybe even Marcus Mariota or something like that right. to start the draft. There's another tier, um, and you could check it out online. Um, we're going to go back to draft day advice before oh, we yeah. go to uh, tight ends. Let's go. And the tight ends will be pretty quick, too. So um, I already talked about it a little bit. Don't use my rankings. Just check them out and see where the outliers are. Um Um, don't show up with the outdated magazine. Don't be that guy. Do you still have that person at your... Okay, No, I don't think anybody
0: uses the magazine. It might
1: be a dinosaur, but I don't think so. I think St. Elmo, guys, like, I guarantee you, like... Q or like Jeff from St. Elmo. One of those guys like Billy, <laughs> like mad dog. One of those guys is going to start off with uh, show up at the magazine. It, and, I think it always
0: happens. Don't, most, don't be that yeah, guy. Most guys or most of the people in our league. We're very like very casual, but we get like real into it during the football season. Right, right, so, right. So like it, and there's a lot of shit talking going back and forth. And a lot of them utilize just the ESPN rankings because the ESPN rankings, right. they have the, they have that setup where they have like all of the top writers or whatever. And then, they kind of like average out the consensus. Yeah. They average out what somebody would be, but then that's why I love that breakout like style because I like to like, maybe there's a guy that I find his advice to be better. Right. I see a guy that I like and that guy's got that guy at three and I'm like, Oh, well I've got that guy. So I'm I'm going to pick that
1: guy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. No, that's good.
0: Don't hate players. Hate ADPs. The ADP
1: is their average draft position allow yourself to draft Lashawn McCoy even if you're convinced that the the
0: you know there's no gas left in the tank
1: yeah because i'm not so convinced that he's done i mean like him and Frank Gore and 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 like we talked about earlier, Larry Fitzgerald and, and Tom Berry. I mean, they'll they'll let you know when they're done. I mean, we need to assume they can play football until they don't exactly. And their offensive court, new offensive coordinator loves to run the football. They'll run and run and run even if they aren't successful. I think he's going to get a lot of looks, and and the community's writing him off. And what I what I focused on. Last I mean, that year. team sucks. Yes, but he's going to get such a big market share of what they do that I say don't write him off. He'll probably slip in your draft. Because he's very unsexy and old, right. and the Bills suck. And I'm not really crazy about drafting him either. I'm not trying to say that, but I'm just saying, like, if he slips to a point where you're like, man, we're into the next tier now, and like,
0: Shady's sitting there and he's been mm-hmm. sitting there for a minute, that's when you draft and him. I, and I've thought about a lot on usage. Like, if I feel like a player is going to get a lot of touches, I know, once again, a lot of my ideas are based on just normal common sense, but like, if somebody's going to get the ball a lot, I want that guy on my team. Right, right, right. <laughs> the market share,
1: yeah. what us you know fantasy football geeks say. Their yeah. target share, their market share, and you can see that when he you're. He always gets a ton of the team's production. I mean, he usually, you know, uh, uh, ends up being like thirty-five to forty percent of the overall production offensively for the team. So yeah. even if they suck, in a PPR that. That could be a not bad thing. If if the Cardinals and and the Bills really suck, then they have to keep throwing the ball. Pass-catching running backs like McCoy and David Johnson are going to keep catching the ball. And a catch is better than a carry in fantasy football if you're doing PPR. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So don't pass on somebody because they did you wrong and it was russell wilson he got hurt man sorry yeah it's a contact sport justin like sorry russell wilson got hurt that year he's also he's (laughs) also be calling me out i can bitch all (laughs) i want about people getting hurt it's 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 part of the game so don't like go oh yeah like he screwed me that year
0: he's really good at football yeah i'm bad at it i just i you have to put your personal biases aside i gotta get it gotta get it out of the head
1: yeah you gotta put your personal biases aside um and air uh, towards the upside always. Like, if you are looking between two players and it's, you know, Isaiah Crowell or, you know, a backup, you know, running back someplace else that you think might get more time and you're just, you don't want that unsexy like Isaiah Crowell. Like, sometimes that player can really help your team. Like, you know, sometimes you have to get that unsexy pick and those guys that can, like, just kind of hold down the fort yeah. for you. But when in doubt, draft the upside guy. That's yep. what I've always done. Explosive players. Like, just think about it. Like, does he just wow you when he touches the ball? Right. That's why I told everybody week two last year when Kamara got like five touches, I told everybody, man, I like those five touches. I liked what I saw. And if he's good at football, he's going to get more. So go with upside. Um, and, and like we talked about earlier, you know, what's more likely to happen? Teams that like to pass are going to pass. Teams that like to run are going to run. Guys that are good at football are going to be good at football. Yeah. Try to put all of the past um, besides you. The first
0: two picks need to be solid. Yeah, you definitely want to put it behind you and not beside you. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did say that. No, I'm just kidding. But no, put it beside you so you can re- <laughs> so you can reference it. There you go. Your first
1: two to four picks need to be solid. Don't speculate then. Get the guys that you know are good at football
0: in those first two to four picks. Let those be that's the solid and, and foundation that's for your that's so – that is like – that will win you your league. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the – I feel like the number one of the most – the biggest mm-hmm. advice – that is, once again, kind of common sense, but it means something. Right. It like means to, a lot. You have
1: to peel back sometimes, and sometimes the most common sense thing is, and especially if you're drafting drunk, and later on I'm going to say, oh. <laughs> you know, like, that's when you make bad decisions, you know? So try and save the beers towards the end of your draft and yep. not get completely wasted. Um, you know, guys like Jordan Howard are great, solid picks, but they don't have top five potential. So there's guys in his range like Joe Mixon and Dalvin Cook and Jarek McKinnon that could be top five fantasy running backs this year. Jordan Howard probably won't. So to me, they have higher upside, and they're all going right around the same pick. Right. Um,
0: so we're going to move on to tight ends. Let's do it. Um, I mean, even me being a noob, I feel like I could name like the top three. Right. Okay. Well, you haven't looked <laughs> and at and it. I haven't so go looked ahead. Yet. So you've got Gronk, obviously, absolutely, in a tier in a tier of his own, and then you've got uh, shit. We already talked about him from the Panthers. Why am I forgetting the name off the top of my head right now? Well, forget it right now because he's later. <laughs> oh, Okay, he's not top three. No. All right. So then. Shit, that was gonna be my that was gonna be one of my top three, and now I'm getting three. I think off. he's four though. Okay. So go ahead yeah, though. You just got, you let
1: me know. <laughs> We've got Gronk and then Kelsey and Ertz and then Olson. And Olson's actually like there's three tiers right there. Gronk's in his own tier. You could get him earlier. It's a great year to get Gronk because like sometimes he goes in the middle of the second round or late second round and it's just a little too early for someone that you know is probably going to get hurt the reason why you get Gronk is because when he's healthy he wins your position paddle that week and he could potentially even win the week for you and he could win the whole damn week for you too and this year he's going a little later he's going like early third round mid third round late second round in some leagues so I think he's very draftable this year and, and his his ADP from year to year is so fluid and sometimes it doesn't make any sense to me he's healthy they're begging for wide receivers they just worked out um, Eric Decker today oh no shit so you know Edelman's out and Amandola went to Miami they have Chris Hogan they have uh, Mitchell, Malcolm Mitchell, who the other day on Twitter it said that he was on the trade block, and then an hour later it said that he was going to probably start the season on the pup. So like the, <laughs> they the, have no idea what's going on. The there. Pats just throw shit out there and see yeah. what works. Sometimes like they're just like, hey, does anybody want to trade for this guy? Like everybody's like, well, where is he? I don't see him. Oh, he's good. He's fine. Like he's hurt, and and Jordan Matthews is on that team now, and I don't think he's doing well. And and Kenny Britt's on that team, and they still have uh, Philip Dorsett from the Colts on that team. And with all those guys I just named off, they still worked out Eric Decker today. Jesus. So Tom's going to find his targets, but who do you think he's going to throw to with Julian Edelman suspended and Amendola down in Miami? Chris Hogan? Yeah. And
0: but Hogan's look good. I mean
1: No, no, he's great. On I the mean field. The truth is like the Patriots haven't had a wide receiver that has had more than 3 100-yard games in a season since like 2012. Mm-hmm. You need to put that into perspective. That's insane. Like, like they do really well, but they're usually around 80 or 90 yards, and some of them have blow-ups, but like, I guess none of them have ever had more than three blow-ups in the last five years. Gronk is going to get his work. Right. So you could take him early. The next tier is Kelsey and Ertz. They're pretty much the same player. They're the focal point of their team. All three of these players might lead their team in targets this year, and that's what you want. They're uh, explosive
0: um, I completely teams. forgot like why this is like I said, I need to get back into the football flow of things because I can't believe the f- I forgot about. Fucking well, it sneaks Kelsey, up on people and I yeah. forgot about fucking Ertz. <laughs> and then, I mean, I saw Ebron even like catching passes in Colts camp. So, like, yeah, they uh, I know they he's not up, probably but... on there, but I'm just saying he's scroll down. Yeah, he's yeah. down here. Yeah, But <laughs> I think I there.
1: think he's going to be good. Um Ebron will be a red zone target and like what I see is maybe it being a, a season like when Dwayne Allen and Kobe Fleener both caught like eight touchdowns. Remember yeah. that mm-hmm. like Kobe Fleener had like 55 catches, but like, but like Dwayne Allen had like 29, Yeah, like literally like <laughs> one out of and that's not even an exaggeration. Like one out of every three and a half catches that he caught was a touchdown. That might be a year like that for this year with, uh, with Doyle and mm-hmm. Ebron. Doyle could end up with around 55, 60 catches, and Ebron could end up with like 35, and they both get like six, seven yeah. touchdowns. So Kelsey and Erst, they're both uh, focal points of their team. Um, you know, you think about a, a Mahomes with uh, Kansas City's only got one game under his belt. Like, who's going who's he going to look to early and often? You know, there's tons of guys on that team that could stretch the defense, too. So when that defense has to back up, back, 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 back to, to get Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill on those streaks because those players are so fast. That opens up the middle of the field for Kelsey. Like, he just runs down the buffet line. Yeah, no problem at all. Yeah, and uh, Zach Ertz is the same way. My ball, Zach Ertz. Um, (laughs) That guy is very trusted, and and he's a no-brainer. So, you know, they say, oh, don't take a tight end early. Wait on a tight end. Really, like... I, you, you're telling me I should pass on one of these guys and later on be super happy about George Kittle or David Najoka? Yeah, fuck that. It'll be out of your fucking mind. You must not play fantasy football because, like, the rest of the spots are all fluid. There usually ends up only being four or five trusted guys. Evan Ingram jumped into the fold last year. Um, you know, so that's that next second tier. Greg Olson starts the third. That's the tier. Greg Olson. Yeah, number four, which he's high uh, on my rankings than, than most, but um, it's because of North Turner. You know he's going to be a trusted target. Like I said, he can lead lead this uh, team in targets as well, um, and he's going to have a great year if he stays healthy. He's going to have a great, great, great year. He could have a career year. Uh, go back and look at North Turner and when he was at uh, San Diego, when he was at Washington, when he was at just every place he's been. He's been all over. But like the awesome tight ends like the 12 to 14 touchdown tight end seasons like
0: follow this guy around yeah like um, like a little puppy dog like he loves norv norv uh antonio gates right yeah yeah Yeah. and antonio gates is he still in the league
1: no i think he's just gonna i think he's just gonna sit out
0: camp and they're gonna pick him back up again because like uh
1: uh, hunter henry is out for the year so they have nobody like they literally announced today that they're gonna like stream three guys at the position until they figure something out I just think that um, that Gates is just sitting back because he knows he's got great value to them because he knows the offense and he doesn't want to play in camp. Did you see him last year hmm. He's like fatter than me <laughs> Like Gates is amazing. And like, he is fantastic. But like last year he would just catch the ball and turn around and fall down. Oh yeah. I saw, I saw it. I saw a lot. Yeah. You know what I
0: mean? And, and everybody, I just want to give a shout out to all these guys in the chat. Cause they're definitely putting the traffic up. They're just all talking shit to each other. And I love oh, are it.
1: They? Yeah. <laughs> nice.
0: You're just going to have to go back and listen nice. or go back and read it. That's oh, I awesome.
1: Will. I will. Hey, shout out to the guys in the chat room. Then <laughs> I, I really can't watch it. Cause I'm looking at the, yeah, your, you got stuff pulled up. So, um, Right after Olsen is Kyle Rudolph. I have him a little um, early, too, because Kirk Cousins loves throwing to the tight end. And um, he is so 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 solid. Last year he had a great year. His career year was two years ago. He had 83 catches for 840 yards and seven touchdowns. Those are and great. Kyle
0: Rudolph is like the uh, tatted up guy, right? Like cool tattoo, bro. Like, cause... Uh, I, I
1: think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, and, and he's so steady. He's he's like you know he's like the Ertz and and Kelsey of this next tier. Like you can count on him to get targets. You can count on him to carry your team. You can wait on him too. Like, I have him number five, but most rankings are probably going to have him like number eight, which means you could probably wait till round seven or eight to get him. What round do you take tight ends? It just see that's the kind of question, like I said earlier, that there's not enough information. Yeah, that's true. There's not enough information. If if it's one of these guys, sorry, I just like totally scolded you. I was like, no, that's what I, I was telling
0: you. <laughs> no, I, I'm just I'm just asking because um, I think it's I think it's a good question. I think it. Start, uh,
1: when you start getting into these guys
0: later, like yeah. when
1: these guys, you want to be six, seven, eight. Tight
0: ends, I'm usually taking very like almost at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's a lot of guys say to do that, but these guys are six, seventh, eighth round guys, and then you'll we'll start getting into ninth and tenth yeah. round guys, and that's fine. I mean, there's some guys down here that are good. I think Kyle Rudolph could have a very career year, um, better than that 2016 year. Uh, Kirk Cousins, you like that? Yeah, he's gonna like that. He likes the he likes the the tight end position. Jordan Reed gets ton of action when he's healthy, and when he's not out there, Vernon Davis gets it all. And. Um, so he's a sleeper for me this year, big time. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to call sleepers anymore because everybody knows who everybody right. is. But when I say a sleeper, I think he's going to outperform his ADP. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to outperform his average draft position. Evan Ingram really did well for me last year. I picked him up in all my leagues. He had one of the best tight end rookie season so like if you're pumped up about a rookie right now just know that it's not going to happen because like rookie tight ends don't produce their first year but he sure did but it was it was because Odell got hurt and so did Sterling Shepard and they just lost all their wide receivers yeah they had like like nothing But also he is a wide receiver, yeah. So that's the thing about tight end. I mean, he. I mean, like truthfully, like Evan Ingram is a wide receiver that just has tight end next to his name, and that team is going to uh, defenses are going to have defenses are going to have trouble covering that team. He's got amazing route running skills. Odell stretching the field. Barkley's bringing the linebackers up. He's going to be running around the middle of the field going to the buffet, too, man. All these guys are great picks. I think there might be a resurgence of tight ends. There's a ton of tight ends that are in great situations right now, and tight end has sucked the last few years. Like There's a couple yeah, good ones. I mean, it's been a drought. Yeah, there's been a couple good ones. We talked and then about you this just, last year. Yeah, exactly. I think the drought is over, man, mm-hmm. because this next guy, Jimmy Graham, went to Aaron Rodgers in the pack. Don't listen to everybody saying that Aaron Rodgers doesn't target the tight end position. You'll hear that over and over and over again if you listen to fantasy football stuff. I am I'm against the the I'm swimming upriver on. Yeah, this. you're going against
0: the grain because
1: go against it. He's never had a tight end that's had this soft of hands. I mean Jimmy Grant's hands are like a Dove commercial.
0: Yes, and right. and and I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers throws to who's open. Exactly. And then sometimes throws to who's not open, but they still catch it. Exactly. The ball. So who's gone that has always been there for him? Hmm. Jordy, Jordy Nelson. Nelson.
1: <laughs> so Devontae Adams is going to get plenty of work, and they've drafted like three rookie wide receivers. So somebody's going to come out of nowhere, too, and be amazing and be. I can't wait. Yeah, be I'm going to get that guy. The next James Jones. Well, <laughs> later on, I'm going to hopefully try and tell you who okay. that guy is. But uh, Jimmy Graham is going to catch up. I mean, in a PPR, he's not going to get you a ton of catches. He'll probably get 50 catches. But he'll probably get 750 yards and eight touchdowns, i say, is his floor. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers throws 35 touchdowns and you break down where they're going to go, there's literally no scenario where Jimmy – Graham doesn't get eight of them in any situation unless he gets hurt so I think he's a great pick and I think people that are sleeping on him and saying that that's a bad situation are absolutely out of their mind Jimmy Graham just went to the team that has the best fantasy football quarterback of all time so draft that guy that's getting that those targets to round out this tier is Delaney Walker he's one of those guys that you can wait for but man Delaney Walker, you just throw him in there, he will get worse. He's, he's also fun to watch as well. He torched the Colts last year. I mean, you know, surprise, surprise. But I mean on <laughs> God <laughs> on one play, like literally there was four guys on him and Mariota doesn't care. Right. That's the guy you want. Like Mariota doesn't care if he's covered, if he's covered or what's going on. He's gonna throw Mariota's a slinger as well. He is, he, he is. is. And he targets the tight end possession position about twenty percent of the time, uh pretty you know, pretty uh consistently. consistently. Yeah. yeah. I so got I got you on the word. You got me. <laughs> Delaney Walker, somebody you can wait on and if you whiff on all the tight ends and don't get all the exciting ones I just talked about, then just go up there and write Delaney Walker's name down. It's not sexy, but he will get you through those rough times. Right. He
0: he you know, he is a focal point of that. And he's kind of like I mean, once again when we talk about to sit it and forget it unless he's hurt you can kind of like yeah set him yeah you don't have to look at
1: his matchups or anything you don't need to be like oh well that team's good against the tight end fuck that man he's gonna be fine exactly um we go into the next tier now and there's players i'm really excited about right here (laughs) and everybody's gonna laugh it's jordan reed who's never played a full season of fantasy football can he stay healthy (laughs) that's probably not the only question i talk i joke about his three broken feet all the time or like (laughs) Last year I was like, well, he got hurt and then he hurt his hurt. <laughs> so that kind of sucked when he got his when his hurt got hurt. But I mean the reality is he's a great player and he's not hurt right now. Right. So we need to monitor this. Um, you know, out goes cousins and <clears throat> in comes Alex Smith. So Alex Smith likes targeting the tight end position too. He did that pretty good with Travis Kelsey, right? Right. So you've got Jordan Reed, who is a special player. He had a surgery on that foot that's been fucking with him for like sixteen years, and and they're saying that that might have fixed it. We'll know soon because if if he's un if he's hurt like he always is, you'll see it that he won't practice, and then he might play,
0: and then that's he plays. The most frustrating thing, yeah. As the a fantasy owner yeah. and your fucking life.
1: Yeah, the footballers call it Rule 84 because he's number 84 and the Rule 84 is if he's healthy and there's not an I next to his name, you start him because he's that good. But there's another guy behind him that Alex Smith really liked throwing to when he was in San Fran named Vernon Davis who had his best year with Alex Smith throwing him the ball. So why not draft Jordan Reed and then if Jordan Reed gets hurt, go out there and pick up Vernon Davis. Because that's what I did last year. And if Reed's not out there, they're going to throw it to Vernon Davis. He's a special player, too. Like, he was roasting cornerbacks last year I remember. Still. Yeah. Like, the Titans didn't know what to do. Like, the guys, they all had their hands up. They were like, Jesus, would somebody get this guy? <laughs> they couldn't do it. So, he'll go in there and he'll just fuck around and get you four, five, six. Right. You know, for 60 and a touchdown. Yep. And that's great. And it's it's free. Like, this is, this is somebody you can go really late. In this tier, we also have Jack Doyle, um, Eric Ebron going there does worry me a little bit, but uh, luck loves throwing to Doyle, man. Um, you know, Jack Baby Hands
0: Doyle. Yep, um, is they right got there. a they got a really good connection too.
1: It, they really do, and um, you know I like him. He'll probably get sixty five catches, six hundred fifty yards, six touchdowns, bunch of sixes. Oh, Doyle rules. Yeah, um, so I like him in that tier too. Uh, Trey Burton, who is who Chicago got, and a lot of hype about Chicago because they got. Matt Nagy is their new uh, coordinator that they got from Kansas City, and he was great there. And they picked up Allen Robinson, who was with the Jags, and they picked up uh, Taylor Gabriel from Atlanta, and they picked up Trey Burton, and they uh, drafted Anthony Miller. They're giving Trubisky like all they, these yeah, weapons. It seems like they got
0: a lot of guys that had like uh, some like real strong like games and like real strong stretches, but not like. Full season long. Oh, you're
1: absolutely right. And Alan Robinson is the exception, but really he just had one good year. Well, yeah. And yeah. I'll explain later how that Man. was a, that was an outlier. I don't believe in Chicago. And I don't believe in Nagy resurrecting everything. And I don't believe that Trubisky's going to be amazing just because you give him a lot of I I don't think I ever
0: watched Trubisky play. Well, he was
1: bad, but like John Fox was their offensive coordinator last year, and he's like fossil fuel. Yeah. So, like, you shouldn't take that against him. But I just, I was surprised when Chicago uh, moved up one pick in the draft two years ago to draft him. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. I think he'll do great. He's not that franchise guy. I think he'll be great because there's weapons, but I don't think he's going to be somebody that's going to knock everybody's socks off. and Trey Burton, they threw a bunch of money at him because when Zach Ertz got hurt, he did well. Well, that system does well, and that's a well-oiled machine. So just because Trey Burton stepped into that role and succeeded, it's because that's a system. Philly has a system. Like, New England has a system. That's why you don't get surprised when someone gets hurt and someone comes in and does well because yeah. they're system players. So to throw him a bunch of money at a new system and a new team, I mean, that's just asinine. That's teams, they're they're, they're doing it wrong. Absolutely. Honey Boo Boo, Trey Boo Boo is what the fantasy (laughs) footballers call him. They call him Trey Boo Boo. I I don't believe it. Um, I've got him lower than most. In this tier, you've got George Kittle, and he's going to be—he's um, the one you said not to be excited about. Jimmy Garoppolo's, oh George Kittle, I thought yeah. So. I've been saying that. I mean, you know, I'm going to have to review that over this month yeah. because, like, he ran a four-five, and like he's six-seven, and like I think I just have this image, you know, like you get an image of something you've never even seen it. Like I've never even seen this guy, yeah. But I have this image of just this kind of plotting white guy, and yep. like gets some good looks, and he's athletic. Like this guy's an athletic. Then he's freak. running a, a four-five. This guy guy's an athletic freak the thing that bothered me is in jimmy g's games we have six game sample size which isn't big but it's not exciting he went one catch for 14 yards two catches for 20 yards two catches for 10 yards four catches for 52 yards three for 42 and one and four for 100
0: So So the four for 100 was big.
1: And so was the three for 42 and one, but like the other four games really aren't startable. I guess one of those is middle of the pack, but he seems boomer bust to me. And like, uh, you know, Walker, you know, those other guys are going to be a little bit more, I think, uh, sustainable and week by week, good picks. David Njoku actually is a sleeper for me, and that's because Tyrod Taylor loves throwing to the tight end and he will dink and dunk and get rid of the ball and not turn it over, not throw it away. I think Njoku will um will benefit from that. Although he had like two crucial drops in practice today. Oh great. "Ah, Come on, (laughs) catch the ball. But he's a sleeper for me and then he's got a caveat. Yeah. And then Tyler day. Eifert showed up off the pup list today. Like, he's ready for football. He's another guy like uh, Jordan Reed that's hurt all the time, but is amazing at football when he's in there. And people forget that Eifert in 2015 was in the offensive player of the year discussion towards the end of the year. He had 13 touchdowns through 13 games. Yeah. And then he got hurt. So he's big. He's good at football. Um, you know, A.J. Green takes. Um, Take some looks away from him i think joe mixon's gonna improve this year i, st- I still think this team is a 500 at, uh, at best team but for fantasy football if eifert is is healthy what i say in my draft guide on Paulie sleepers is well, jordan reed tyler eifert monitor their health if they're healthy fucking draft yeah. these guys are good at football yep and that's it for tight
0: ends tight ends man there's much more on the website it's gonna be a lot more uh, action from uh, at least in our opinion, for this I, year. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Because uh, last few years, it's fucking sucked. Yeah, yeah. I think it's <laughs> going to be good. I, you know, Just
1: get one of those top six or seven guys I think could be good. Um, so before we go to wide receivers, we're going to just continue with some of the draft day advice. Can yep. you still hear, hear me well? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I won't be right all the time. No one is. These are highly educated, researched guesses. Um, and what I'm going to say is, you know, use your gut – you know put some time into this even if it is the work work league or family league that you know people aren't really kind of caring about you know if you can get one other person excited and you get excited like everybody else is going to jump into this and they'll oh, start yeah. being like they'll be like oh yeah i saw so-and-so return to practice this week and all of a sudden you're like damn man you're like yeah. it'll be more fun so um don't drunk draft so I put the hashtag, I'm sure you've seen it, hash, hashtag draft responsibly, <laughs> yes. and I'm trying to get it to trend. It's not trending oh, we're yet. Going to, but, we're going to
0: start plugging that. I'm <laughs> I, plugging that.
1: I'm not, uh, you know, please help me out with that, but I'm not, you know, I'm not saying bring your O'Douls and Red Bull and water only, you know, I'm going to drink it all my drafts, but I'm going to take it easy and be, you know, so I can have a clear head because I've gotten wasted and picked some horrible teams. Really? Especially in the, in the St. Elmo league, like you draft, like after they get off work before yeah. like the before labor day the night before labor day because they're closed the next day and they start at like 2 (laughs) a.m and i'm just
0: but last you've been been hanging out a little bit but the year that i like
1: took a big nap before i went and didn't get that wasted i went to the finals and almost won the thing so um you know don't don't drunk draft have fun but you know try and uh you know pay attention to what you're doing know your opponent you know like i know ross likes alex collins and we were talking earlier, you know, you know Dan Barlow. He got in our league. He he likes the Falcons now. Dan's smart though. He won't go like reaching for Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and those guys if they go past him. He can keep the two separate. This is like business and pleasure. When you have a team oh, yeah. that
0: you like, so so how do you how do you feel about like uh, knowing your knowing your opponent and intentionally taking somebody they like. Now, have, is that game gamesmanship or is that it can be a lot of fun, but is, it's
1: not something I employ is that very being much. a dick.
0: If I like
1: the guy, then I'm going to like the guy and realize that I'm going to maybe have to take him a little sooner than normal because of this other coach that likes him. Otherwise, I'm not drafting somebody's handcuff just to go ha, ha, or draft somebody that they like. They, they like USC players and they want Juju so bad. And, they, and then I draft Juju like really early just because, you know, like, don't do that. Not gonna lie
0: <laughs> later on in the draft, man. I'm big on uh, picking up the guys that are the handcuffs. You like the handcuff thing? Just so that if somebody needs them, then I have a bargaining chip.
1: That's, you know, and that can, in deeper leagues where there's not many players on waiver wires, that can be successful. You need to look at that. Like, if you've been in the league long enough. And I'm big
0: on getting my own, too. Yeah.
1: Oh, I say don't get handcuffs. Really? There's a couple that I say you pretty much have to get, and there's a couple that I, I advocate, but for the most
0: case... I don't say draft your handcuff at all because, like, uh, I mean. Sometimes we,
1: I think you have to.
0: We've but seen most the, the time I do not. We've seen Bell not start for a couple, like you know, years for like four games or whatever, right? But you don't have to both, go draft James those, Connor. No one's going to draft him. Both those years, I got. Um, I think I got Williams.
1: Well, see that year and that then, was a good thing to do because Williams like actually statistically
0: had better fantasy yeah. production than Bell did. And then the guy that yeah. the guy that had Bell was like struggling in those first four games. So traded me, I think, the third game traded me somebody for Williams or the second game traded – after the second game traded me somebody for Williams that improved my team greatly. He already had Bell, so, like, he kind of was almost like what well, – I'm trying to think of the word for it. Like, he was kind of, like, improving his team for a short amount of time, but, like, the gain that I think he got out of it was a, a significant – it's almost like buying a – used car with a really high like interest rate or something like that because it's not really going to pay off for him in the long run and it paid off for me like right away right right well
1: you know if that strategy's worked for you before, then do it. Yeah. Because that worked out really good. So I'm not going to sit here and I tell you... I mean, it's not like, going to
0: work out every time. I'm
1: not going to sit here and tell you not to do it, but right. if you want to if
0: you wanna do that... But you're wasting a spot, too, on somebody that you know may not start.
1: Also, some of these backups and the handcuffs right now are some of these rookies that we're going to talk about in a minute. So some of these guys you want and have standalone value. So to me, it's not drafting their handcuff. It's drafting a guy that I think he's better. Like Than the, than the starter. If Deontay Foreman wasn't probably going to start the year on the pup, I would have drafted him knowing that Lamar Miller's not going to make it. Right. I like him better. Now, he's going to start this year on the Pup, so... I've always liked Lamar Miller, though. But you know what? Like, I could pull a Jeff and, like, draft Deontay Foreman at the the end of the draft and just have him for week seven when he gets activated off the Pup and then Lamar Miller's done. There you go. You know, so, you know, that's kind of more how I use that type of strategy. And we talked about it earlier. You know, it's hard to get players in your hometown if you are in Minnesota and you're drafting, you know, like you might have to get a guy and and then he doesn't have value anymore right so you know same
0: with the colts players here in indianapolis
1: yeah they're gonna go sooner i mean i think with all the uncertainty i think this year they might not go crazy early Mm -hmm. but um they probably still will i mean look i have andrew luck ranked number four and no one else i mean that's (laughs) reflective of the town that we're in and kind of the mentality that i have um teams target running backs in the passing game more now. Yeah. So last year running backs scored more, quarterbacks scored a little less, but running backs scored more and it was more from the passing game and I'm advocating getting these players that are on teams that pass the ball a lot. The New Orleans Saints, the the Patriots, the San Francisco 49ers, the Arizona Cardinals, they throw to their running backs a lot and I I like PPR running backs and all my rankings are based on PPR so I want to lean towards those players in every situation because they throw to the running back a lot. You know, it seems like what you said earlier, it's like, well, that's just, you know, that just seems like common sense. But, I mean, sometimes you have to think about it. You have to think about, like, okay, well, is Jay Ajayi going to catch a bunch of balls? No, because they passed the ball like eighty times to running backs last year, and like no, none of them got more than eighteen. Yeah, it was crazy. Like they all got some. Like, yeah. like you get a catch, you get a catch. <laughs> it was like Sproles, Clement, Ajahi, like all these guys, and none of them were like PPR relevant. Right. So I'm not excited about any of those yeah. guys. I want the focal point of the PPR game, like Alvin Kamara, Sony Michelle, um, Sony Michelle, Jarek McKinnon. We'll talk about him here in a minute. Um, so we're going to move on to, uh, if you want to talk about Sony Michelle,
0: we can go to running backs first. That's completely fine. With it's me. your whatever, show. Whatever you, whatever you want to do, man, this is your, this <laughs> is your, uh, this is your, uh, ride and I'm just, uh, helping drive it a little bit.
1: It's your show, man. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about him sooner. If you want to do running backs, um, you know, it's kind of like the other tiers, you know, you don't want to get crazy in these first couple picks. The whole consensus of the whole community is going to be about the same the big argument right now is, is it Le'Veon Bell or is it Todd Gurley and Todd Gurley did so great last year and he caught so many balls and they're really focusing around him I mean he had a hell of a rebound year Sean McVay revitalized that team I mean think about how smelly they were oh yeah think about how bad uh Jeff Fisher is at coaching people football. started rooting for him again think about how bad Jeff Fisher is at coaching football I mean Nick Foles is good at football and so is Jared Goff yeah and so is I mean all like you know McVay went in there and really, really, um, catapulted that team into fantasy relevance and Todd Gurley's going to get a ton of looks, but so is Le'Veon Bell. The thing I like about Bell is like, he gets everything. Yeah. He gets like 90% of the, like offense runs through him. Absolutely. And it's this that's the same for Gurley. They, they both run through them. So you can really pick either one. Um, I'm actually, since, you know, we are starting to go, go a little long, like, we don't need to break down these two right. players. They're both fantastic. Right. They're 1A and 1B, and take whichever one and go to my website, and you can read what I've said about them. Um, You know, People have asked a lot about Bell and the contract. The one thing I want to discuss is, and you saw me tweet this the other day, there's a bit of a rumor that he could miss up to eight games. Mm -hmm. It's not going to (laughs) happen. They are going to squeeze the last bit of goodness out of him. He's going to be playing someplace else next year. He's going to want to show his relevance – um and and be used he's going to need to play to show that so the team's going to want to use the rest of them he can and this is your contract year player you know argument that we talk about all the time yeah. in this case it's true and he's not going to hold got a out. Ball out holding out out's going to hurt him he was just offered 70 million dollars so if he turned that down that means he wants a cool 100 he's gotta he's gotta and to get 100 play his ass off he's gonna need 400 touches and he's gonna get 400 touches And Gurley has had a good year and then a bad year and then a good year. And I hope we're not doing that kind of, you know, God, that would be so frustrating. Probably not because McVay really has their shit together and their defense got great. Yeah. But the thing about Gurley is he caught like seven of his catches, seven of his touchdowns were catches and they were long screens that, I mean, that's unsustainable too. Like he's not going to have, 7 25 yard screens for touchdowns this year. Yep. I I'm, I'm pretty sure it was somewhere around that. Yeah. Like that made him huge but that's unsustainable. The next year that thing doesn't happen. So his touch he had 19 touchdowns last year. And and Gurley had the best fantasy streak that we've seen from any player at any position over a four-game stretch ever, ever, ever. He's who he won 16. me my league last year. Yeah, him yeah. and Antonio Brown. He won everybody's uh, their league. Now, Jackson had him in our league at, at Dreyer Reinbold, and, and I went to the finals with him, um, and he beat me. He had Gurley. And um, John Prather didn't even make the playoffs with Todd Gurley in the Russian Roulette. That's so. crazy maybe later on he can uh in the season call in and defend himself on how he can't put a good product how come you can't put a good product on the field with the best player in football yeah that's
0: insane sorry john (laughs) sorry john
1: so david johnson goes into the second tier gurley and bell are one a one b and that's the first tier the second tier takes you to david johnson um he has been hurt in his last two games so, the last two times he's played football, he's been hurt for the season. David Johnson. Yeah. At the end yeah, of my, 16, he got a he went buddy down. that has uh, But that, that was a much more twice. serious injury in 16 that took him down. In 17, he had a wrist injury that kept him out for the whole year. So, he didn't hurt anything crucial. It was just a wrist. He's ready to go. That team is going to struggle. They're going to keep throwing him the ball, which is where he lies. Um, Let's think about this for a minute. Like two years ago when he had that amazing season, he was the number one fantasy football running back. He would have been the number 30 ranked wide receiver that year if you just look at his wide receiver stats. Yeah. All right. So um, David Johnson's going to catch the ball, and that's going to be his relevance. And um, Sam Bradford's in town now. He's very efficient. He likes to dink and dunk. So enter. David Johnson catching dump-off passes for Sam Bradford because he's efficient. He doesn't throw the ball away. He doesn't throw it into tight coverage. And as soon as he gets hurt, when Sam Bradford gets hurt, he will. the rookie, Josh Allen, will come in there, and he'll do the same thing. It might be Josh Rosen. I don't know. There's yeah, two Joshes. don't know. Um, Couldn't a, tell
0: you. I'm terrible. I'm telling it's you.
1: It's actually Josh Rosen. It's you actually guys, Josh Rosen. You guys
0: are the reason that you're here. It's actually
1: Josh Rosen,
0: and if he plays... Or you guys are the reason that there's any kind <laughs> of fantasy knowledge here. Right,
1: right, right. Um, if Josh Rosen plays, who's he going to throw it to? He's going to dink it off to Larry Fitzgerald and, and David Johnson. So, you know, he's going to have a great year. Um, the next one you won't be surprised with, but I'm higher than most, is Alvin Kamara. Yep. So just, I mean, this is a special generational player that... Uh, Alvin Kamara, I love you. He's just a stud. AK forty seven AK forty one, sorry. Yeah. They call him AK forty one, his number's yeah. forty one, Alvin Kamara. I love that. Stud, I love man. that nickname. And he um had a NFL record year with seven point seven yards per touch. NFL record. No that's one insane. ever, ever, ever. So, you know, I guess the argument against that is well, that's not sustainable, Paul. You talk about sustainability. He just set the record for average yards per touch. Well, my comeback is he's going to get more touches and that's stemming from uh, ingram messed up ingram screwed up i mean he's on a contract year he screwed up he's suspended i wouldn't be surprised if they just traded ingram sean payton hates him after the suspe- after the suspension and after, you know, when you get close to the trade deadline, somebody gets hurt, I think they might trade him. I think this is Alvin Kamara's team, and he'll at least have the opportunity to be the bell cow back those first four weeks. Don't believe them saying, like, oh, they're not going to increase his touches. Really? Yeah. They're not going to give him more than 14 touches, and Mark Ingram's out for four weeks. Right bullshit yeah so i mean you're be- lying <laughs> you're lying Quit lying to me <laughs> because of what he could do with the ball and like if you haven't i think i put it on my uh website here if you haven't seen his high right highlight reel from last year just like stop everything you're doing and watch just go look it up it's just it's just goodness i mean he's he's got balance you can't knock him off that balance he's you know he spins and does pirouettes he j- jumps over people like just Completely like not guys like that are hunched over. Right. Like usually when you see someone jump over somebody, it's because they're hunched over. And it's still amazing because he just jumped five feet. Yeah. Like and a guy that's like one foot in front of him. But like I saw Kamara like jump over a guy standing straight up oh, twice yeah, this that. year. Like, <laughs> So he's my number four. And that team p- throws it to the running back. Oh, it's, yeah. it's it, this do. isn't you know this isn't rocket science man it's ppr is what i do in ppr you want these guys that are going to catch balls melvin gordon's number five i got him high he's also going to catch balls he went from 42 catches his rookie year to i'm sorry 31 catches his rookie year to 42 catches his second year to 58 catches last year and they want to get him more involved so lock him in for 65 catches and in ppr The guys that finish number one on the year, they always have 65 or more catches. So you will not have the number one fantasy running back unless you have somebody that can do that and he can do that. And that team, they just they lost two guys from their secondary this week. They lost Hunter Henry. They're going to have to keep just I mean, they're a pedal on the metal team. I watched them last year. They don't. They don't let up on defense. They attack. They don't let up on offense. They attack, and he gets tons of red zone looks. And um, Austin Eckler. I mean, Dan's like, what about Austin Eckler? Like, Dan had Melvin Gordon last year, and Dan wants to complain when, like, he looks up and Austin Eckler is touching the ball. I mean, unless you have Le'Veon Bell, you're gonna look up and you're someone else see has the else, ball. Yeah, you're
0: gonna see somebody else.
1: You know, like Le'Veon Bell. We talked earlier. Really, the only really, two guys that don't <laughs> give up the damn rock. <laughs> The next guy will give it up a little bit, but he'll get a ton of work. Leonard Fournette, yeah. um, you know, I talked about it earlier. They got Norwell, um, that lineman from the Panthers, and he's really, really good. They've got an amazing team. I mean, if they had a quarterback that was anything, any of those other quarterbacks we mentioned earlier, I didn't I didn't mention Blake Bortles on my fantasy once. Like that. The first time we've heard a Bortles oh, reference. God, if they had Alex Smith even, I mean, they would win the Super Bowl because their defense is amazing. Like this last year, they drafted guys in the in, in the NFL draft that would be other team starters as rookies that are just depth. Yeah. And they have a ton of wide receivers that they're just going to throw them all out there and see what works because they have Dante Moncrief and Keelan Cole and D.D. Westbrook and they also drafted uh, uh, D.J. Chark. Oh, that's what – D.J. Moore went to the Panthers. I said that earlier. D.J. Moore went to the Panthers. D.J. Chark okay. went to the Jags. They, I mean, jeez. <laughs>
0: You're getting tired. <laughs> no, right? the, the, the defense. Like, I mean, the defense oh, they are amazing? is like uh, just watching No, that was them just was a like, – you, like, don't know what to say about yeah, how good like, they are, right? Well, like, okay. and, it's, and it's scaring me thinking about it because they they play the Colts, Right, right. I mean, the, twice a year, don't they?
1: Right, and and usually the Colts are really bad at stopping the run. Yeah. So, Leonard Fournette, the
0: thing is... That's, had, that was what that the, sigh was. Yeah, that was
1: <laughs> just like the sigh of being a Colts fan and knowing that you're going to get run over by yeah. them. That is happening. Um, like Zeke, he could get more involved in the passing game, and we would like that a lot more. Um, the thing I don't like is he does need 300 carries to be able to get where you want him to get he needs that volume he's not going to catch a bunch of passes and do a bunch of wow plays his feet worry me too his feet were always an issue in college and last year they were obviously holding him out due to a minor foot injury so he would be more available for their playoffs and their playoffs aren't your playoffs Mm -hmm. so towards the end of the year he didn't play for like two or three weeks yep and um, if his feet could be healthy and he plays a whole season, he's gonna he's gonna smash it. New and, people that were upset about that. Yeah, well, sometimes you gotta get those guys just regardless and just be 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 aware. Yeah, be aware. Ready you know, that it's gonna be aware. Leonard Fournette, owner, his foot has been an issue for a long time. He's like, you know, Jordan Reed, always with the feet. You yeah. know, and, and and there's nothing we could do about that. The update here, though, that we really like is that they have a pretty sweet playoff schedule. So they're not going to hold out week, you know, they're not going to hold them out those weeks. Usually, when they make those moves, they'll get somebody through that wall of nine, ten, week nine, week ten, and week eleven. I Mm -hmm. think that's when they did it last year. Um, The next guy is Zeke. Um, He wants to eat. He wants to go to the buffet. Um, my worry is that team like just seems like a dumpster
0: fire. Yeah, it seems like things are going crazy. Um, like that's not even related to football.
1: I think I tweeted that, and they were like, "No, it's a bag of shit." like on fire inside a dumpster on fire and I was like no it's a bag of shit on fire inside a dumpster on fire and the fire truck that showed up to put out all the fires is also on fire <laughs> like like they they don't have anybody to throw to it's not the offensive line from a couple years ago that yeah. I mean everybody still the thinks that their lizards. offensive line is the best it's very good yeah. but it's not the best anymore I'd say it's in the top three now it's not the best they don't have uh, you know they don't have their pass catchers anymore they don't have Jason Witten and they don't have uh, – there's it a is. certain guy that's still <laughs> looking for a job. Apparently
0: Antonio uh, Brown is uh, recruiting him to be on the
1: Steelers. Um, I, and I heard the Browns were too because of the Jordan uh, Josh Gordon situation. Yeah. I, heard the, I heard Jarvis Landry was like, hey, come on. Or just um, go play for the Colts. There's I been a know. lot of Colts fans <laughs> that have said that. I tweeted out like somebody saw him at the mall. I never got a confirmation on that, but <laughs> supposedly Des Bryant was at Circle Center Mall and I tweeted it out. I was like, I did not confirm this, but if he's in town, I mean, I'm not I'm, re- I'm not really dying for him to come on the team. No. He's a head case. We already have one. T.Y. Hilton is a very underrated diva. Yeah. If you watch him, he's a diva. Yeah, for he, sure. He taught Dante Moncrief how to be a diva too. <laughs> and I'm glad Dante's out of town. I can only take one on my team. I already have T.Y. and I love T.Y. Yeah. And I want to keep loving him. I don't love the fact that he's a diva and I can't I can't have another one. But right. uh, Zeke, I think they're going to be bad. I think, you know, not having Dez and and, and Witten are going to bring team uh, teams up to the line of scrimmage. You know, you've heard the term, you know, facing eight-man boxes. That's when a team yep. doesn't respect your passing game, so they load up the box and they kill you. He's going to get a ton of volume. He's like Miles McCoy. I mean, everything's going to revolve around him, but um, Tracon Smith is their offensive lineman that went down last year. And when he went down, Zeke's production went way down and he's like been showing up in and out of camp a little hurt. And I'm like, Oh shit, that's the guy that like Zeke didn't do too well when he got hurt. Like yeah. he's like that, like, you know, that big guy in the line that everybody stands behind, like our Quentin Nelson. Yeah. So if that guy continues to be hurt, they don't have any pass catchers to speak of. I think Zeke could have a bad year. I mean, yeah. I still got to put him number seven. Yep. But I'll tell you right now, there's people that have him in the top three. I've got him way lower than most because I don't like the team. Get guys on teams that score. I don't think they're going to score that much. Ah, uh, Kareem Hunt is next. He had a great year. He started out great and he finished great. The begin, the middle was really bad. I think Andy Reid's a smart coach that knows that there is such a thing as a rookie wall, right. and they held his guy back a little bit. Yep. You know, they kept saying, "Well, geez, you know, your record's better when you rush for a hundred yards a game, and now you're not using your rookie and everything." And I'm like, "Listen, idiots! Like Andy, Andy Reid's." Smart enough to know that you got to do that Leonard Fournette move. Mm-hmm. Even if he doesn't have a hurt foot, somebody's hurt. Something's yeah. hurt by week nine. Yeah. you are not 100%. You're, you're hurt. You're hurt yeah. by week nine, especially if you're taking that kind of pounding. So they backed off of him. And at the end of the year, when you needed him, and Kareem Hunt and your fantasy playoffs at the end of the year, he was fine. He did yeah. great. People were saying, oh, well, Spencer Ware is back. He tore all of his ACLs. He so every CL, ACL,
0: PCL, MCL. <laughs> all the CLs. No, he, had, he had no ligaments it's, left. It's
1: it's the truth. He really it was did bone
0: on bone. He
1: really did. And they showed him doing a cone drill and track practice, and they were like, "Here we go," you know, Spencer Ware. I mean. Kareem Hunt's way better at football than Spencer Ware is. I'm not worried about him being in there. The only thing I'm worried about is what I saw last year is this team is built to play from the lead a little bit more than most teams, and Kareem Hunt really benefited from that. And if Patrick Mahomes sp- sputters a little bit and gun and does turn the ball over, that could change things. But still, like, he caught for 53 balls last year. So, like I said earlier, you want to get somebody that, like one of these studs, you want to get somebody that you know can catch 65-plus balls. Well, Kareem Hunt caught 53 balls his rookie year, and that was when he didn't get used a bunch for, like, six or seven games stretched in the middle of the year. So he's ready to go. He'll probably catch that many balls. Um, somebody I haven't brought up yet that people are probably like, "Geez, Paul, like, are you good at this?" Because <laughs> most people are talking about a one Saquon Parkley, yeah. and you're not, man. You know, it's he's great. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he's gonna have a bad a bad year. He broke the combine. He really did break the yeah. combine. Um, like in everything, like the vertical, the bench press, the, he had the best forty other than uh, Nahim Hines, right. who the Colts got. And he has a great skill set. But, you know, if there is a part of his game that lacks, it's running in between the tackles. And, um, you know, the Giants, sometimes I just don't trust them enough. Like, I know he went to a a quote-unquote great spot. But I'm just thinking, like, if there's somebody that could fuck this up, it would be the Giants.
0: Right. And that's Did you I, know, I'm not a huge fan. You know, of
1: when you were talking about that earlier, you were like, oh, there's all these stats and there's all these things. But sometimes there's just your that gut, gut feeling. And my gut is not that he's going to be bad, but that the Giants are probably one of like a handful of teams that I would say they would be my front runners for like could fuck this up. Right. And, uh, otherwise he's probably gonna be great in dynasty leagues. Like you definitely want to get this guy cause he's going to be an amazing player. I'm not saying he's bad. I already, not said, going he, anywhere. I already said he broke the combine. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be a great player. I'm just not going to take him against these players that have done it for us before Zeke. And I mean, even Zeke, who I think is going to have a bad year. I'm not taking, you know, you're Bar- going Bar- to take Barkley Zeke. over Zeke. No, no. Like I'm calling for Zeke to have a bad year, but I'm not, I'm not calling for no, no way. Right. So, um, uh, Uh, Barkley is my number nine and finishes out that tier. So Bell and Gurley in the tier one and Johnson, David Johnson, Kamara, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, Kareem Hunt, Saquon Barkley in the next tier and then tier 3 these are the guys you can wait on you didn't get any of your guys hopefully you got one of those guys yeah. good god i hope to god you're not doing zero running back there's yeah. zero running back theory going around i think it was good for one year cuz in 2015 they just broke the meter on throwing right. the ball and the wide receivers did great and there was you know Allen Robinson and Odell Beckham and and you know DeAndre Hopkins and all these guys were just going off and it was an outlier man it was an outlier the truth of it the, the, the matter is you know fantasy football is still a running backs game. So these guys, you can wait, go get somebody else. You could come back and get one of these guys, is all going to be about the same. I think that Devontae Freeman, Jarek McKinnon, Dalvin Cook, Jordan Howard, Joe Mixon, Lashawn McCoy, all of these guys are McKinnon in the same though. tier. I am, too. People are, like, uh, all in on him. No, I am, too. Um, I've got him number 11. Yeah. And, and okay, I, I've so that means, seen there him, you go. Yeah, okay. I've seen him, Just like, the tiers.
0: The tiers are what are throwing me off, yeah. I think. Yeah,
1: so when you, when you look at the website, you'll see it, like, basically, like, a bunch of these guys that I just listed in this tier, I think, have about the same amount of value. Yeah. Um, a few of them, I think, have top five upside. Like, they could finish yeah. and be the surprise Alvin Kamara or Kareem Hunt next year, because mm. those guys were both in the top five. Jarek McKinnon, Dalvin Cook... Uh, Joe Mixon, those guys could all do that. I don't think LaShawn McCoy or Jordan Howard or Devontae Freeman or Christian McCaffrey are going to do it. Right? They're all in the same tier. The one guys are very safe picks, especially Devontae Freeman. That's why he's my number ten because he finishes. He lives in that eight to thirteen fantasy running back. It's not sexy, but it it, it can it, it's a set it and forget it type of a guy, and he'll right. catch. 45 50 balls and that team is explosive so that's why freeman leads that pack because of his consistency but mckinnon's got extreme upside because of his situation with kyle shanahan because of how much he likes targeting the running back position i mean a couple years ago they they targeted Devontae
0: freeman like a hundred times in the passing game and he caught 80 balls so So, yeah Jared. where did did freeman finish in the top five of that year with like the oh absolutely you were talking about yeah. like your number one guy yeah finishing
1: yeah he absolutely did and as a matter of fact Kyle Shanahan has produced a number three number six and number eight PPR fantasy
0: running back the last three years hey, so take that take that little nugget of fact <laughs> and and uh, use it ladies and gentlemen so I mean Jared McKinnon is a bit of a risk because he hasn't done it
1: before but. Um, Sometimes, you know, I listen to um, um, Big Dogs Gotta Eat. I listen to Nick Erlano. I listen to Evan Silva, the fantasy footballers. And a lot of times they got to say, you know, if you have a good situation, look back to college and look at their best year. I really enjoyed looking at his college situation. He was drafted by Georgia Southern U to be a quarterback, and he ran the option at Georgia Southern U. If you're worried about him handling a big workload, don't be. He carried the ball 269 times his junior year. Jeez. He only had 10 catches in college total because he was a quarterback. Mm -hmm. But now he's had 43 and 51 catches the last two years for the Vikings as just a satellite change of pace, you know, half 50-50 split guy. He's not a 50-50 split guy anymore there's not that many bell cows anymore, but in fantasy, when you can get a guy that gets 60% or more of the, of that position for his team, especially an explosive Kyle Shanahan offense, he's got a ton of opportunity in camp. The linebackers can't cover him and they have a very good linebacker core. Um, so are you worried about Matt Beretta stealing touches
0: from Jarek McKinnon? No. Okay. Never heard that name before in my life.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's his number two. Um, And, like, Kyle Shanahan, okay, you know, what has he done? What has he done for fantasy football on some of these running backs? You know, we know Devontae Freeman and some of these guys, but, like, he was the offensive coordinator for the Texans when Steve Slayton had 1,600 all-purpose
0: yards. Do you know who who Steve Slayton is? I definitely know who that is. Well,
1: yeah, you know because he's in our division and he, like, torched us. And and, and I like like watching
0: him in uh, college as well. He's not
1: that good at football. He was just in a great Kyle Shanahan system. What about Roy Hallou? (laughs) <laughs> For the Redskins. Once
0: again, heard of him, but that's yeah. probably because of the one year that he had a really good He had a one year. great
1: year. We had like 1,200 yards. So now you've got a guy. I don't think those guys are that good at football. Jarek McKinnon is athletic. If yeah. you look into his pedigree, there are a ton of truthers out there. He is very, very, very athletic. He's going to get, to get a ton of the touches. He's going to get probably 80 plus targets in the passing game, which could make him top five upside. I love him. I like Dalvin Cook this year, not as much as McKinnon. A lot of people have uh, Cook earlier, but we only have a four-game sample size and I think Lat Murray is going to touch the ball more than everybody thinks he is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that my brother who bleeds purple agrees (laughs) that Lat Murray's not going to just sit and hold the clipboard. They actually paid him a lot of money to be their starter and then they went out and drafted Cook and Cook ended up being way better than anybody thought and they needed cook because lat murray was hurt at the beginning of last year we don't know the market share right now lat murray was hurt and literally got activated the game that dalvin cook got out Mm. we don't know what's going to happen when they both get out on the field i say that this is cook's team but i think that lat murray is going to get a ton more targets especially on the goal line you know touches on the goal line than everybody thinks and i think dalvin cook is amazing he averaged 100 all-purpose yards in those four games but it's a small sample size and and that team's going to Go places this year. Yeah. And they're, if they've got a guy here that they're paying $3 million a year and he's more of a veteran, I mean, they're going to let this other guy transition off of the big injury. I mean, you know Cook had a huge injury it's kind of like the Went situation I see Nick Foles playing more football than anybody thinks because yeah. you know he's great and they're not going to want to push him back I don't think the team's going to want to push Dalvin Cook back either I'm not calling for a bad year I'm just saying uh, my expectations are a little tempered on people I've seen him in the top 10 yeah I know it could happen. I just like he's not one of the ones that I'm super excited about. Next is the unsexy Jordan Howard. Mm-hmm. But I think he could benefit most from that new system with Matt Nagy and the Bears and um he finished like number 10 last year, number 12 la- the year before that, number 14. Like he uh he's kind of like DeVonte Freeman. I think he's only had 2 years, but they have both been right in that I feel range. Feel
0: like Howard's Howard's consistent. I've watched him. Very he, much so. he kind of uh he's not exciting to watch, but no, uh, he'll get it in there. Every he's very now and much,
1: then. very much so, just consistent. The poor thing's got bricks for hands. That's yeah. the and,
0: big problem. And he and he doesn't break or he doesn't make a lot of moves. Like <laughs> I don't see him like really juke anybody.
1: How is he this? How is he this consistent and ranked this high? With well, the two things we just said about him, you were just <laughs> yeah. like you kind of shrugged and you were like he doesn't really move. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> he's got hands for bricks. Whatever. He still gets it done, and yeah. this is going to be. As bad as and down as down as I am on this team, they're going to be better than they've yeah. been, and he's going to get a ton of the market share. Christian McCaffrey's next. Um, he's gained six pounds. I think Norv Turner or somebody over there said that they're going to give him the ball 20 to 25 touches per game, right? So I tweeted joke, out right? like RIP Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> like he's gonna die, but it's a good team, and he's explosive. And PPR back, he, he's a great pick right here, right? Joe Mixon, the next one's the one I'm excited about. Um, He from Oklahoma, um, just amazing run through guys in college, ran through guys last year, was the fastest guy on the field last year. But that offensive line was so bad and they lost a bunch of people. And also Jeremy Hill was there in the beginning of the year. They were starting Jeremy Hill and uh Jared mckinnon didn't come to become the starter till uh halfway through the season his yards per carry went up i mean actually if you double that when he was the starter like he would have had a good year he would have had 1100 yards nine touchdowns
0: he does catch the ball for the mixon pass. right yeah joe Cause, mixon okay because i thought you said you said mckinnon i think uh joe mixon yeah yeah, yeah. just <laughs> wanted to make sure it's like getting thrown off a little bit but Maybe. no you're uh, good no you're jeremy good. hill is gone I think you just misspoke but it's good <laughs>
1: Jeremy Hill is gone. Gio Bernard is still there, but this is Joe Mixon's team. They also went and got the offensive uh, line coach from the Cowboys. Remember we were talking about the great cow- Cowboys yeah. offensive line? They just got their offensive line Good. coach. They drafted Billy Price as a center like the Lions drafted Luke Ragnow to uh, to you know iron up and shore up that line, and then they went and picked up some other guy too from Clemson. Um, they're going to be better, and he's going to be better. And um, Joe Mixon was just a beast. I mean, he's good at football. You got to look at talent. Mm-hmm. You got to like. Sometimes people in this industry say he passed the eye test.
0: Yeah, you'll hear love the that. Say I love that. that move, and I love that idea because I say that all the time.
1: You don't <laughs> like guys who were burned by him last year are going to be like, oh, I'm not drafting him again. There, you know. He's that guy that don't worry about what he did last year. He's in a better situation. Jeremy Hill's not there to take the touches away anymore. They got a better, like the best offensive line coach. They drafted a guy. They went and got another guy for the offensive line. I mean, this is a different situation. That's what I talk about in my draft guide. I mean, like, hey, players that you don't like because they're always bad. Feel free to do that. Feel free to to do people to do that to people that are like always suck. Well, I'm not getting him. He's never good. Yeah. But but allow for the situation to change. He's not splitting time anymore. Better offensive line. Better coach. Um, so I I really like Joe Mixon there. Um, after him is LaShawn McCoy. We talked about him earlier. Yep. I think we can move past that. Alex Collins is next. He's Baltimore's starting running back. Um, he was the guy that Seattle's just cut. Yeah. So who's,
0: who's that guy again? Alex Collins. <laughs> um, he
1: played last year and did very, very well in like the six or seven games that he started. Um, he steps really high. Yeah. Um, he can blow through blocks. He can catch the ball as well. I think that team is going to be better at football. Um, Joe Flacco has been statistically really bad for as much money as they paid him, but now they've got Lamar Jackson that they drafted from Louisville, and everybody's itching for Lamar Jackson to get in there. So, oh, now Flacco's having his best camp ever, of course. Because <laughs> I, I
0: want to see, I want to see Lamar Jackson.
1: They 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 lit the fires. I do too, and I think Alex Collins's situation. It, it, just remember this: if I forget to say something later, like if he starts playing and you could trade for him or whatever, like he's gonna, I think, skyrocket when when Lamar Jackson gets out there because. Uh, quarterbacks that run are very good for running backs. Um, it just, it's it just, always a goes that way. Symbiotic relationship. So uh, Collins is going to get every chance to be the number one guy. That team's going to be better. They don't have any wide receivers. It's really weird. They're they are All their wide receivers left and they've got a whole new group and they're all pretty good. <laughs> they've got Michael Crabtree who mm-hmm. I like, but he's now the number one. I mean, I kind of liked him when, yeah, he when he was more the of a number, number two, two in San Fran and yep. Oakland. Um, they went and got Willie Sneed from the Saints because he was suspended last year and Sean Payton yeah, said even get know out the of hell here. that was about um and um and John Brown who has the sickle cell trait and like he was always so great for the right. Cardinals when he played but right he gets hurt a bunch like they went out and got all those guys so enter Alex Collins yeah like enter Alex Collins as steady Eddie getting a, a ton of targets in the passing game he's my number 17 um they're all kind of still in this same tier The next rookie, so Saquon Barkley. Everybody wants to know, well, who's your next rookie? Everybody's top rookie running back is Saquon Barkley. And, guys, if you're still listening, thanks for tuning in today, and this is going to be the most important thing I say all day. This is the best crop of rookie running backs that we've seen in quite some time, and it's not going to be next year. Next year, there's some great wide receivers out there, this was a good year for quarterbacks. This is a very good year for running backs. Some of them went into situations where I think they're going to get more touches and touches early. Some of them we're going to have to wait on because coaches are old school and a guy that's a veteran that they've given money to, they're going to want to put him out there. They feel more better about him. Some of these guys, the coach is going to be like fucking let her rip. Dude. Yeah. You know, they're going to tell Darius Geist to let her rip. And the first time you see his name and say it, you're going to want to say juice. Yeah. Cause it looks like juice, <laughs> but it's not juice. And he's not my number two just because this is Amazing. juice in the morning. Darius Geis is hashtag good at football.
0: And I'm gonna I'm gonna draft him just because of that.
1: Absolutely. He just <laughs> he just you should. You should, you know, because you can come out with some really fun names like for your team, <laughs> you know, the the you know, juicy twins. Yeah. I don't know. Um he's really the good. The juice
0: is loose. He
1: runs through people. He um, is a prototypical running back, he's got the size, he's got the speed, he's got the elusiveness. He's got a team that likes him. He fell in drafts because there was some stuff like nobody knew why he was falling on draft day. Like, what happened? what this guy do? And there was, like, rumors and whispers that he had an attitude. I guess, you know, like, he got asked one of those questions, like, what would you do if your mom was a prostitute or what? Like, seriously, they, they asked some really crazy shit. Asinine
0: questions. Yeah. And, That's and, insane. And, and, That's stupid. And
1: I, I, what I think happened was one of these owners and coaches, they sat down, and you're probably in a room with three guys, and they all ask what they want. And one of them asked one of those moron questions. And you know what? NFL quit allowing teams to ask their players inappropriate questions. This is about the job. Now, if you want to know about their off-field activities, then Certainly, you are allowed into their personal life to know whether he's popping bottles and doing stupid shit. I, right. I get that, but to ask him like seriously, that was like a question a few years ago. Like, like what would you do if your mom like had to strip
0: to make your way through it, your, to make if your way through Somebody was college? asked that in an actual job go interview. Go fuck yourself. You'd you'd lose your job. Like go guess. fuck
1: yourself. So that's why he fell in draft day, and um, Washington said, "Hey, man, we like that. We're not yeah. going to ask you any of those questions. Come play for us." He loves that they're going to let him be him. Right. He loves that they're not going to look at just a couple stupid things. Like he basically came out and said, "Look, I've, I don't, I don't do drugs. I've never hit a woman. I didn't like all the. I didn't stand up on the cafeteria table and like announce, you know, semper fi, like you know, freaking Deshaun Watson did. You know when he was in college, didn't like, steal any lobsters. Didn't steal any lobsters. And Deshaun Watson did not." Announced Semper, Semper Fi. I just, when it got to that moment, I forgot what he said, <laughs> but I remember he said something really stupid. He said
0: something, he said something political,
1: but his point was, you know, I'm good at football and just teams didn't like my attitude. Well, the Redskins are like, use that, use that. You know, all those guys that passed on you. Cause he fell use that. And we want to use you. And only Bo Jackson has averaged more yards per carry against SEC opponents in college football history. So I'm going to repeat that stat one more time because it's very important. The SEC is the closest thing to judging NFL talent that we have in college because a lot of these teams play like maybe one or two high-profile teams or maybe nobody. You see a guy get 64 touchdowns in college, and you're like, damn, he's great. And, like, he played for University of College, Air Force. Yeah next door, you know, <laughs> diaper exchange university. This guy played and their opponents against
0: the school for the blind.
1: SEC opponents and averaged 7 yards per carry, which is the best in history besides Bo Jackson and Bo Jackson was very good at football. Yep. I've got a bunch more on Jarius guys, but geez, I'm going to drop the mic yeah. on that. He's my number two ranked, uh, rookie and in dynasty leagues, I would get him. Jay Ajayi's going to sneak in between the, there's a bunch of rookies here. Jay Ajayi's going to sneak in there because that team is very good. They're going to give him a lot of work. Um, I've talked about this a bunch he he is missing cartilage in one of his knees so oh, one shit. of his knees has no cartilage so eventually that's going to come home to roost and and it'll right. just be done and, yep. and and god love him for sticking with it and doing what he can now i think right. he's really good i think it was weird last year because they traded him mm-hmm. and the team wasn't ready to really go all in on him i think they're going to go all in on him now Legarrett blunt is gone right la blunt was the big thing that killed ajahi ajahi went from having 20 touchdowns for the patriots to <laughs> a fourth of that i can't even remember what he had, mm-hmm. but most of it was because Legarrett Blunt was getting those goal line touches. He's gone, so JJ he's on a good football team, and he's going to get the goal lines now. So I like him. Next is Sony Michelle. He's the reason why we skipped ahead to running backs. He's uh, my number three rookie running back ranked, and that's high. Like a lot of people don't have him that high. Um, you can't trust the Patriots running backs. Um, <laughs> you can't trust the Patriots. <laughs> you seem like you seem like backs. you don't believe that. Well. They had a number 10 um, running back in PPR last year in Deion Lewis, and they had a number nine PPR running back in uh, Mike Gillisley the year before that. He didn't even catch any passes, he just scored like 300 touchdowns. (laughs) The, The reality is, they've had two number one running backs the last two years. Like, that's the stupidest argument, too, that I've heard. And I hear stuff, and people tweet stuff out, and people are like, oh, yeah, you know, running. All right. They're number three. I talked about this earlier. They're number three in targeting that position in the passing game in the league. They're number 10, top 10 perennially in goal line touches for rook for running backs. And they drafted him two spots behind the guy that he ran behind in college. Isaiah Wynn, mm. Georgia bulldog. They drafted him and then they drafted Sony Michelle two picks later, very early surprise the hell out of everybody. That sounds like a cal- calculated move to you. They drafted the blocking guy that blocked for him in college. It's New England, two picks before him. It's because they do smart shit, right? <laughs> so is Rex Burkhead going to be their top guy? I mean, yes, Rex Burkhead might actually get more goal line touches than yeah. Sony Michelle. That's what they're saying right now. I don't believe it, but Sony Michelle is all these running backs that they've had over the last five years swirling around. That this one does this, and this one does this, and this one does this, and they're all niche players. He's all of those things. Mm. He's amazing. Watch him. He played uh, at Georgia last year and scored 16 touchdowns, sharing the ball with Nick Chubb. Yeah. Like, that was a committee. Some Somebody to hang your hat on. So on a high-profile, high-explosive college team, he was in a committee, and he still was very successful and got 16 touchdowns next to a great guy. Right. You're worried about him being on a committee in the best team in football next to Rex Burkhead? Right. you got to be out of your mind. Draft this guy draft sony michelle and don't look back yes he could bust and this is one of my ride or dies this year okay but um and i know he's a patriot and all the colts are just rolling their eyes right now going oh all my colts (laughs) fans all my buddies guys this is when you need to separate life like i hate that i'm saying this because he's a patriot but they're good at what they do and they made a calculated move here i think part of it might be because tom's getting a little older and they're seeing that if they need to to run three more years out of him they're gonna need to run the ball Mm -hmm. more so you're down with that, right? Yep. Next guy is Kenyon Drake. I don't love him. He's an avoid kind of guy. He's basically Alex Collins in Miami, and yep. Miami sucks. <laughs> and they have Frank Gore. Yeah. And Frank Gore is one of those players that like he's going to keep playing football He'll and play like, until
0: the wheels fall off.
1: He could be the top guy on this team this year. And they also drafted like an Alvin Kamara prototype, Kalen Ballage. Yeah. So I don't see Kenyon Drake being that workhorse guy. I think uh, you know, Balazs could be the Alvin Kamara 2.0. I think Gore's still ready to play football. God love him. He was in camp today practicing. That's crazy. He's 35. I think that's more amazing than Tom and and and, um, and Drew being 40. Oh, yeah,
0: They're 40, but he's 35 as a running
1: back. And that's a running amazing. back
0: just gets beat the shit out of him every game.
1: I don't like Kenyon Drake, and he's kind of in the middle of all these running backs. These guys are much more exciting. The next guy is the running back that I like a lot, Royce Freeman, going to Denver. They got Case Keenum, a huge upgrade at quarterback. They drafted uh, the other Chubb, Bradley Chubb, to be with Von Miller. So that's like their bookends. Remember Freeney and Mathis? That's their idea, Freeney and Mathis. So they've got a really experienced good defense that got better. They've got Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders that can spread the field and Case Keenum to throw him the ball and Royce Freeman like he has to beat out Devonte Booker right like Devonte Booker couldn't beat out CJ Anderson last year you mean to tell me he's gonna get a ton of looks Royce Freeman in Oregon uh, was a starter all four years. So in dynasty leagues, I might say that he's going to maybe not have that long of a career because he's already had a ton of touches. Holy he's, shit. He, yeah, started, he started all four years. He got 6,400 all-purpose yards and 64 touchdowns Jesus. in four years in Oregon. Yeah. I mean, granted, they're not playing the SEC every week, mm. but Oregon's a pretty you know, high-profile school. Royce Freeman can do it all. That team's better. That's um, a rookie that I think is going to be really, really, really good this year. Some of the rookies I'm getting ready to talk about are are some that people really like, but I just don't think they're in as good as situations. Lamar Miller's going to squeeze in there because, like I said, Deontay Foreman's going to start on the pup. They didn't draft any of these guys. I'm so surprised they didn't. They've got an amazing uh, defense. They've got Deshaun Watson and and Nuke and Will Fuller. Yeah. All they needed to do was draft any one of these guys that went in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, and they're all great, and they didn't. Yeah. It's dumb because Lamar Miller like breaks down at the end of the away. game. Like you want a running back that like churns out yards and does better at the end of games. Like remember Adrian Peterson would have yeah. like 16 carries Get for 23 yards every time. And then like his next carry would be 77 yards. Yeah. And then he would just start roasting him. Yeah. Like Lamar Miller's not going to do that. He's going to actually like his production will like. Will like diminish like he's like the Russian dolls that come yeah. out. You know he just gets tinier as the <laughs> as the fucking game goes on. So um, I like Deontay Foreman to bring to come in for him, but I like Lamar here just because of volume. And this is one of those unsexy plays that if these other guys are drafted he's gonna get a and i
0: like lamar miller just from yeah, other years that i've owned he's him. gonna get a good look Once again back to the yeah I look at the other years i've had guys yeah
1: he's gonna get a good look i mean i'm surprised if you've had him a bunch that you don't have him on the do not draft list because list, he gets a lot of soft tissue issues right. well it's, and like
0: those soft tissue things he tends, linger. He's, tend, he's tended to do well early on for me and then i usually like end up like trade number you have to doing something his game is like a season he'll start out good and he'll
1: fall off and his individual games are like that too like yeah. as his games it's crazy yeah. his yards per carry just diminish as the game goes yeah. on he's not a workhorse back i think miami as bad as they are knew that and they got rid of him they're like yeah. no go ahead he's not a 25. go somewhere else yeah he's not a 25 touch a, a game guy um, duke johnson for ppr is here he signed like a 12 million dollar contract with them and they've got a lot more weapons now. And the thing is, I mean, they did draft Chubb and they did went uh, go and get Carlos Hyde. But Duke Johnson has his role, and it's going to be fifty-five to seventy-five catches And PPR. That's great. It's not a it's not a sexy pick, but um, he's a pass catching specialist. He's carved out that role, and in PPR formats, you know, it's gold. I mean, yeah. Duke Johnson is gold. He's he's going to be in that eighteen to twenty-five
0: range overall. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he's one that away. I've uh, not like. I've always been like, oh, I'm glad somebody else took him because I was like thinking about taking him, but now I don't have to even he's worry about. it. He's that
1: guy you it. don't want to take, but some of the, some of these players are that guy, yeah. and and they could still be great for you right. because it, it just depends on when they fall. Like I said, don't hate players, hate ADPs. Yeah. So if he falls, like you see, I've got him ranked number 24, and all of a sudden in your draft you're looking and like. 30 running backs are gone, and you're like, well, geez, this is way later than Paul had him ranked. Like, this is value time, yeah. right? That's when you take yep. him, all right? Tevin Coleman's in a contract year. I think Atlanta's going to try and squeeze a bunch out of him. He's number 25. Money year. Yeah, money year. IU Hoosier. Get that money. Shout out to the IU Hoosier. Yep. Uh, Tevin Coleman, he's very, very, very good at football. And a great dynasty pick. Um, I can think of um, – uh, Michael Turner remember was always behind Ladanian Tomlinson. Yep. And then in his contract year he went to Atlanta and he was amazing. Like I could see that happening like except for an exit. Like Tevin Coleman's really good and he's going to lead a backfield next year and be amazing, but the team's going to want to squeeze the last drops out of him. Yep. You have that theory, this is oh, your yeah. contract year yes. theory that that I subscribe to, you know, I've mm-hmm. seen it a lot of times. I think they are going to try and use him, and he's going to be happy to show off his talent so he could sign a big contract. And he might shave some of those looks away from uh, Devontae Freeman. And they also trade injuries back right. and forth. Yep. So there'll be a couple games that he'll start, and God, he is so startable when Freeman's out. Like last year in DraftKings, he was priced at like fifty five hundred dollars one week, and Freeman was out, and we blasted it out on the YouTube channel, on the YouTube channel, and like on Facebook, we were like, "Go get that Tevin Coleman! He's starting this week. This is a no brainer." And he had one hundred and twenty all purpose yards and a touchdown and six catches. I mean, (laughs) so you know, there's there's value there. Rashad Penny is a rookie that's in this range here, right after Tevin Coleman. Um, He's one that a lot of people have as their number two behind. Saquon Barkley, and he's the Seattle guy. And God, can I say more bad things about Seattle before you? I mean, again, their running back by committee ran for one rushing touchdown. And what I
0: what I've said before is that uh, Pete Carroll's running that college offense, and it worked. That I don't think it's working anymore. You know, Jackson made the best tweet the other day. He actually
1: texted it to me and I was like, That's a tweet. And so send that out. And he sent it out. He was like, you know, I'm starting to feel like when um when he was in uh wasn't USC. Yep. And and because he's a big USC fan. So he just saw that like they were swag alicious and yeah. all the shit. And then the swags just left the building. Right. And the same thing happened at USC. And that's happened here now. Their defense is gone. Their offensive lineman literally last year was a couple converted defensive lineman. I'm not even wow. I'm not even joking. That's insane. And they let Alex Collins go. They cut this man. They had him for free basically as an NFL contract and they cut him and now he's starting for the Baltimore Ravens. You yeah. want to trust their judge of talent? Like I said earlier, I think Pink Pete Carroll's guy is Chris Carson, and the Office's guy is Rashad Penny, and that's going to battle it out. And now the Office has already like come out and said that this other CJ Prosize is going to be the third down back. Well, shit! If Chris Carson's taking his first and second downs away from him, and this other guy's the third down back, yeah, and they can't punch it in because their line sucks and their defense sucks, so they're going to be on the field a bunch and tired, and hey, they have I'm to stay away from the
0: Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Hey, you just uh, you just concisely said like, you know, we're like, hey, uh, hey, Paul, it's getting late. Uh, you can just, just say like, don't draft any Dolphins, any Jets. Don't draft the Seahawks. I mean, the truth of the matter is, though, I like Wilson and Baldwin yeah, a lot. You do. So I wouldn't say don't draft any of them, but that's because they're going to have to throw a bunch. Mm-hmm. I think Rashad Penny, now I am calling for a bust. I've said this a couple of times. I don't want to be on the fence on this one because I've said before, hey, I'm not saying he's going to bust. I just don't like him where they're saying I say this guy busts. He busts. Yes. Dion Lewis is the pass-catching specialist for Tennessee that came from New England, and he's paired up with, uh, with uh, Travis Henry. There's a great tweet the other day because Dion Lewis is like 5'3", and Travis Henry is like 6'3", yeah. and they were standing next to each other. And they were like, cue the like twins, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> like Danny DeVito from Twins. But the reality is that Dion Lewis was way more efficient on the goal line than Henry was. So everybody's like, okay, what do you think is going to happen here? This guy's going to get a bunch of passes thrown this way, and this guy's going to pound in the rock and get all the touchdowns. Okay, they got a new offensive coordinator. Lafleur um, is going to run the ball more, and I just don't see it that way because, like, I don't, I don't like Henry. Like, he's one of those guys, you know, you just have those guys yeah. you're like, hey, oh, I just don't like
0: him. He's somebody that i I not the like same him. boat with you. As yeah,
1: that. I don't like him, and, like, last year was very deceiving because he had a couple big runs in games where the game was done, and everybody was like, all right, go ahead, Travis, get yeah. you a 50-yard touchdown. <laughs> one of them was against us. Yeah, The game was over, and he just busted it, and he was, like, high-stepping. Everybody was like, really? The game's over? Go ahead. All right. And he had a couple of those, and it really skewed his stats. Like a hundred yards on two carries, which is literally what I'm talking about yeah. for a guy that rushed for 700 yards for the year. Like oh, if you, you like stat that out, they're saying, "Oh, well, he did that in split time." Well, guess what? He's still splitting time with Deion Lewis, and Deion Lewis, even though he's half his size and could fit in his pocket, is better at football. Oh
0: yeah. So
1: just big isn't going to cut it. I
0: think that's a very good uh, just like statement for the the podcast is this guy's good at football.
1: This guy's good at football. Derrick Henry. Is right behind him in the rankings, and I have him a lot lower than most because of that reason. He's, right. he's on my avoid list. Mark Ingram's on my avoid list. People are going, man, like, don't you want to get him and hold on to him until, really, what? Until week seven? Yeah. Because he's suspended for four games. They have a bye week week six. He's not going
0: to be getting hot right away. They have
1: a bye week week six, so I know that they're not going to give him a bunch of touches week five. Sean Payton hates him. Yeah. They were yelling at each other last year. Um, I, I, I think he could you're going to if you want to draft him bottom. yeah if you draft him you're going to want him to get traded fall to the bottom otherwise you just have to wait you right. can't put him on your IR slot there's no IR for suspended players um, moves into a next tier now Rex Burkhead so Rex Burkhead is going undrafted and this is crazy to me i mean as much as i like Sony Michelle like what i said earlier is Rex might lead this team in goal line touches and he will get work and they signed him for a contract so don't think that taking Rex Burkhead in the 12th round is a bad idea. It's a good idea, because they're a really, really good team, and yeah. they are going to throw it to him. He's going to get goal line touches. He's going to get work. Like that's another thing that people do. They go, "Oh man," they like my mentality of, "Oh, they they drafted Michelle so early, so they're going to use him." Yes, that's true. But we all know that New England's never going to be a team like the Rams or like the Steelers right. that just give, give the it to same one guy.
0: To... Yeah, the same guy the whole game, and no, he's the number two happen. guy.
1: And the other guys are Mike Gillisley, who's still in cement shoes from when he fumbled a bunch. Um, we haven't seen anything from him since he, like, fumbled three times and Bill Belichick, like, sent him to Gitmo. <laughs> and, like, Jeremy Hill. Like, earlier I said Jeremy Hill's not yeah. on the on the, on the the Bengals anymore. Jeremy Hill went there. Yeah. yeah. Not too excited about that. But <laughs> I think Burkhead will get a lot of work. Um, PPR specialist for the Redskins, Chris Thompson, uh, is in this tier. on Johnson is another rookie we really like. They got Luke Ragnar in uh, Detroit. Um, That team is really good. I think that this is the best running back they've had in a while. Kerryon Johnson is a huge sleeper. I mean, he's tier four for me right now, but he could easily make it up into that tier with uh, Deion Lewis and Rashad Penny and Tevin Coleman and all those guys. Um, And then Naeem Hines. Um, I'm only going to talk about a few more running backs, but Naeem Hines is a sleeper this year. He is our Alvin Kamara prototype here in Indianapolis. He, um, at... NC State started out as a wide receiver and was converted to a running back in his junior year. So he he played split duty. So people were saying, Oh, well, he can't run in between the tackles. Well, I watched the tape and he can. And then um, also I tweeted out to somebody they were like, Oh, he can't tweet he can't run between the tackles. And I was like, Well, really? Well then why'd they move him from wide receiver to running back? Yeah. If he's a wide receiver, then he's a wide receiver. Yep. He can do both. That's why they moved him. So don't tell me you can't run between the tackles. I'm not sold on Marlon Mack. He did play through uh, uh, shoulder surgery. God, i (laughs) fucking such a hard time saying that. He did play through that last year, and he only got like 100 touches. I'm not not convinced that he's going to be the guy. I think Jordan Wilkins will actually be like the grinder in between the tackles guy, and these other guys are going to get moved around. They're moving Hines into the slot. They're moving him out wide like they did with Kamara, and that's when they had Kamara and Ingram on the on the field at the same time. You'll see that a lot. You'll yeah. see Wilkins um, or Mac, and then you'll see Hines going out. And also, if if your league um, gives you points for returning kicks, and they should, um, he's also going to be the uh, yeah a, I'm, I'm the punt returner I'm too. I'm
0: curious to see about that because that's another thing that uh, is draft day advice. Like people complaining about changing rules and things like that. That's something that happens a lot, but it's also sometimes it's necessary to make the league better and more fun for other people.
1: Right, and and
0: <clears throat> it does it's not going to happen a bunch. I mean, Tyreek Hill and Naeem Hines might get two
1: yeah. this year, so it's and, not going to be that big.
0: And I'm not wanting to cut you off, but I do have to go to the restroom. So what I want to do is uh, – Let's see if we can maybe uh we really just start on wide receivers. Yeah. you
1: go take a piss. Yeah.
0: You do that. Right. And then um let's uh try to get through those because like I said, also we are hitting it at like two thirty, um, two hours and thirty minutes. And that I know that we were we I said kind of no time limit, but we are getting kinda of to that point where, you know, it's hard for me to keep up anymore. Okay. <laughs> just just letting you know. We only and, have wide receivers and, left once you go to the yep, bathroom. And I know and, and I also I also know that just to let people know, listening that this this was planned to be very long, so that people can go back and listen to it and kind of hear these things right. before the before the season.
1: We've so. got all month to listen yep. to it, so. so just letting you guys yeah. know that as well. Even I don't want to listen to me talk <laughs> for two and a half hours.
0: No, I'll be right back. I'm
1: gonna go under here. Right? Uh, so if I went through on wide receivers, guys, um, there's a couple more guys here. Ronald Jones is a is a rookie for Tampa Bay that everybody likes. I don't like him. I'm not drafting Marshawn Lynch. I'm not drafting Chris Carson. And I'm kind of low on Marlon Mack, um, to be honest with you. The Colts fans aren't going to want to hear that, but I'm low on Marlon Mack. Um, moving into wide receivers, Antonio Brown's on his own tier, and he's amazing. So, I mean, you, you could take him really number one overall and, and just walk away, and nobody can really say anything. I mean, he's averaged. 1,568 yards, 116 catches, and 10 touchdowns for, like, five years in a row. I mean, like, no one wide receiver did, like, any of those things last year. I mean, he's just so, so amazing. Um, So he's his own tier. Um, DeAndre Hopkins starts the second tier. Nuke is amazing. And, And what impressed me last year is that there were so many different quarterbacks throwing to him you know um, he got it done with you know Brock Eisweiler and Trevor Simeon. I mean just these horrible horrible quarterbacks um, and when Watson was out there he liked throwing to a to, to a to him, to, it, to him too and uh Nuke is the guy he's the generational talent he's amazing um Odell Beckham is right there and like these guys are all interchangeable DeAndre Hopkins Odell Beckham Julio Jones they're all They're all great. You could really make an argument for any of those guys to be in that slot. Um, They're all the focuses of their offense. They're all really, really, really good at football. Um, So tier three, uh, Michael Thomas, like no wide receiver has caught more receptions in their first two years than Michael Thomas. And he has Drew Brees throwing him the ball. So I've got him higher than most, but I think he can creep into that Odell range like really quickly. Sorry about Um, that, buddy. That's fine. We just, I mean – like, Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham. Henry oh, yeah, Jones, the, the top just, guys. Yeah. They're just <laughs> right behind him because um, if, if he's healthy, he's amazing. And, like, it's crazy because week seven last year, like, Philip River, Rivers remembered that he was great, and he <laughs> started just blowing him up. I mean, Keenan, Keenan Allen stayed healthy all year, but, like, he really blew up at the end of the year,
0: and uh, that's a PPR guy. That Keenan you know. Allen's a guy that I don't like, and I know that he's. I mean, I don't either. He's... Like, I
1: told Jackson that last year. I was like, "Go ahead, take him," and Jackson took him and yeah. took the trophy too. <laughs> so that's the thing. You got to get over that kind of shit. Uh, Devontae Adams is next because he's Aaron Rodgers' the number one target, and Jordy Nelson is gone. I mean, he's he's never had more than seventy five catches. He's never had more than a thousand yards. But he will get 10 touchdowns. I mean, just think about that. It's amazing. He could get 15 touchdowns. He's going to be in that number one offense and the number one uh, wide receiver. Devontae Adams is definitely worth that top pick right in with those guys. The only thing is, I mean, if you do like A.J. Green or Doug Baldwin to catch more passes, like he's not, Devontae Adams is not going to be a big PPR guy. He's touchdown dependent is what we we call that. If he doesn't have a big touchdown year, he won't have a big touchdown year. He won't have a big fantasy year. Julio's not touchdown dependent. Julio Jones only had three last year. <laughs> yeah,
0: and that's insane because he was, was still like—I mean, he was still so good. I but saw then this I saw all these
1: stats. People about were like so pissed how, because he yeah, wasn't scoring touchdowns. That was so—that was such an outlier. He usually gets six to eight, and like all the statistics I saw, all this stuff. I mean, the, all this geeked up shit, and like one of them was showing like basically everything pointed to the fact that like with everything he got, he should have got eight touchdowns. Yeah, and he only got three. But he—but that didn't mean he had a bad year. Devonte Adams and Mike Evans and those type of players, their players, where if they don't have a bunch of touchdowns, they might the have a bad year. Yep. But it's Aaron Rodgers, so I'm okay with banking on his touchdowns. AJ Green is next. He has been declining a little bit, but you can't pass on him. You know, he's going to get 90 catches. He's a you know he's, he's a uh,
0: high floor, medium ceiling guy now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he's exactly. going to always do pretty decent, but he's also I don't see him like blown up for.
1: But he did have a game last year. And, like 15 um, times. Jackson texted me because like it was against the Bills, and their top cornerback got hurt like the day before, and he was like, dude, A.J. Green's going to go off because their corner's down. And he did. He roasted him for like nine catches for 180 yards and two touchdowns. He okay. still has that game. So he can. So he still has that game winner, too. Yeah. Like, that'll win your week. Yeah. So he still has that game-winning week game in, in him. Uh, right after him is Doug Baldwin. We talked about him earlier. I think he has a career year. Really right?
0: like Doug Baldwin always.
1: Yeah, I mean he's great. And, and like after you know um, Russell Wilson gets done with those crazy eights and spinning out of the yeah. and, you know el- eluding the pocket, if he decides not to run, he's going to throw it to Doug Baldwin. I think he has a career year. And like no one has a better catch rate. He has the lowest drop rate in the NFL since 2015. Oh wow. Three consecutive years with the with the lowest drop rate in the
0: league. Is so Golden Tate close to that? I would. I, yeah. They seem like very similar they players. They don't.
1: They don't drop the ball. And it's amazing. They have to stay in the play so long. Yeah. These guys are running around for 45 seconds yep. while Russell Wilson figures out what
0: he's going to do, yep. and they still catch the ball. Yep. It's amazing. I think it's because... And aren't they even like... I feel like even they're built the same kind of. Like Golden Tate and... Uh, yeah. And... Uh, yeah. That, why can't I fucking... Anyways. Golden Tate and <laughs> Doug Baldwin. <laughs> there you go. God. Guys. Um, next is Tyreek Hill, his
1: big play ability. We talked about that yep. earlier. If your if your league, you know, awards for big plays, he's amazing, and um, I don't think Watkins is going to hurt his value. You know, when so oh, you
0: advocate for a league with big play bonuses a little bit, yeah 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 a little bit is makes fun. it more fun
1: yeah a little yep. bit you can get too crazy yeah like you can make settings get
0: crazy insanely like, yeah i've seen i've, my, I've seen, I've seen with...
1: defense settings turned up and then the defenses are scoring 20
0: and it's yeah. like jesus and I've, I've, I've seen settings where like people are in like their total score for the week's like 350 points and it's right. like oh my come God.
1: on <laughs> um i am going to start going fast because i did not realize it yeah. was two and a half hours um uh, right after Tyreek is Larry Fitzgerald he'll let you know when he's done playing football um, until then these efficient quarterbacks are just gonna keep shoving the ch- pig skin down his throat till he starts like oh yeah you know, and b- he's gonna keep scoring too yeah yeah I mean, yeah and and he's amazing and and this is the greatest thing about him the three um, best seasons he's ever had for catches have been the last three seasons ooh 107 109 and breaking 109. news what from
0: Jackson. What Baldwin got hurt today in practice? Out a couple weeks. Oh, Jackson is like nine one one, dude. You're that's talking so, about
1: that's like see. There you go. That's why this team is so effective, and Jackson really is the heart that drives this. I had no idea. I do see my phone flashing now. He's been desperately trying to quit talking
0: about Doug Baldwin.
1: Did he say he's like out, 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 or he just got
0: it just, hurt? It just says out a couple weeks in a, in our group tag.
1: Thanks, Jackson. You are the best supporting cast <laughs> I could possibly.
0: Uh, I can't ever wait to before. have him on here. I hope to be able to pay him someday,
1: right? Yeah, now. I hope to. Right be now, able, he's yeah. doing this all for free. Okay, so Doug Baldwin got hurt. Maybe he slips in our rankings <laughs> a little. Bit. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald is great. One, 107, 109, and 109 the last three years in catches. There you go. I mean, that's amazing. Stephon Diggs, I've got him way higher than most. Adam Thielen did better than him in fantasy football last year. Diggs usually misses a couple games. I hope he plays all. I mean, you always want to project your guy to play the whole year, except for Jordan Reed and Robin Gronkowski, in which case you know they won't. Yeah. But Stefan Diggs got 0.5 more fantasy points per touch than Thielen last year, which means if he gets more, he's gonna get a lot more. And he got forty-eight percent of his fantasy production
0: on deep throws. Now that do you think Cousins is gonna have a a good rapport with him, or do you think he's gonna go? Already with has.
1: Thielen? Already has. I mean, they're both gonna do well. These guys are are, you know, are really got an upgrade at quarterback. This is gonna be fun because these guys both had great years with Half of the year was Case Keenum, and the other half was, what, I don't know, Teddy Bridgewater, I think? Yeah. And they still did great because they're great at football, but Cousins has the number two deep throw percentage in the year. So you've got a guy that got almost half of his fantasy points on the deep throw now paired with a quarterback that is the second-best deep thrower in the league. So Stephon Diggs, I think, is going to
0: level up. It's going to be a big year then. I think that Thielen just had his career year, and he had a great year. I don't think that Stephon Diggs has had his career year yet. Okay. Do you th- and I'm very interested in it because I like feeling because I had them last year. We keep thinking about don't you know think about last year, think about this year, yeah. but. Go ahead and like take them. Thielen. I, I think, like them. I think they're both gonna be great. I just think that this year, Diggs does better. And than Thielen is when the eye test, like he makes sketches. Oh yeah. He looks like Steve
1: Largent. He I was makes, talking to my He makes sketches yeah.
0: that most people don't make.
1: I was talking to my brother about that. He wears these <laughs> yellow gloves, so he comes up the middle of the field and you just see
0: these yellow yeah. gloves.
1: <laughs> and he catches everything like Steve Largent and he's a he's a hard
0: ass and mm-hmm. um, He's very underrated for his toughness. I'm fairly certain that I've seen like him get like rocked and he like yes. jumped up and got in the guy's face. Yes. Like, you know, yes. good hit or like, you know Yeah. Or Woo like let's go.
1: Yeah, like he's a slot guy, so those guys get punished and he could that's what I was just saying. His toughness is mm-hmm. extremely underrated. He can go up the middle. That hurts that that bothers me too though. I mean, those guys get hurt. Yeah. Um TY Hilton uh, uh finishes up this tier and um Luck's already hit him up a couple deep balls in practice and that's what you want. You want those yep. deep plays. This is another big play reward guy. Um he's Boomer bust. He's like Julio Jones. He might get you 3 for 41 week, but the next week when he gets you 8 for 144 and 2. Yeah. You're good. And um if if Luck, you know, comes back strong and the thing I've been telling people is what I want to see is does he throw that deep ball that first game? Like, is he just going to orchestrate some, you know, tight drives and short drives? And we don't know yet if he's got that cannon. I'd love to see early him just unleash it. Because if he does, T.Y. Hilton led the
0: league in receptions. Pull, oh, and, like, and a, pull like a Peyton move where like young, fast defense gets like a first pick, play, gets a pick, yeah. and then like turns it over. And then the big thing with Peyton was. After a turnover, it's like almost always he went deep, like yeah. right after. Because he looked that. at it like a free play. Yeah, and so <laughs> yeah. I want to see that like open the season like that. Would that be would awesome. be nice. That would be
1: nice. You know that T. Y. boom or bust, but the upside is just is just huge. It's absolutely huge. Yeah. Besides, like they don't really have a whole lot of clarity at that position right now. Like we don't even know who the number two is. Um, Golden Tate. You know I love him, and PPR, he's going to get 90 catches, 1,100 yards, and a handful of TDs. He's so, 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 so efficient, and, like, he does that. I think he's done that for three years now. So, Golden Tate, you might not be excited about picking him, but remember last year I was like, yeah, dude, Golden Tate, you got a good team, and, like, Golden Tate was a big reason why I liked your team because in a PPR, you could just throw him down in that second or third slot and forget about it, and he'll eat. Um, Amari Cooper has a whole new regime now with Gruden going to Oakland. Um, Gruden likes to target the wide receivers. They usually get like 30% of the offense is number one wide receivers. But with Cooper, I think that you're just, you're drafting what you want him to be instead of you're drafting, you know, that potential. Yeah. And now that Michael Crabtree has gone, I don't, I don't really,
0: I think Jordy Nelson might be kind of on the.
1: I just I'm not excited about that team. They, went, can, they went out and got and Doug that's, Martin and,
0: and, and that's John that's John Marchbanks team. The, oh, is the it? Raiders. The Raiders. I'm just,
1: I'm just not excited. They haven't signed he uh, loves the Raiders. they haven't signed Khalil Mack.
0: Right. He's he's so, concerned about
1: that. Yeah, well, I would be. I mean, he's their best player. They went out and just, you know, they got real excited, you know, when Crabtree left and got, you know, Jordy Nelson and they got Doug
0: Martin from Tampa Bay. These are old players. John Marchbanks is very excited about Jordy Nelson.
1: Yeah, I mean he's two years removed from having an amazing year, yeah. and uh,
0: Derek, but I do like I do like where you're at with him. I think he's going with his uh, you know his home team is. Uh, he's going to run the ball. The, the a homer lot. stuff. He's going to run the ball. Where you're a lot. like, oh man, my team's going to be really good this year.
1: If you're an Amari Cooper fan, you can get him at a discount this year. He's yeah. slipping a little bit more than he usually does. So if you like him, go ahead and get him. I'd rather have Demarius Thomas, the next guy. Because he's just perennially so great, and last couple of years has just had crap, and now he has Kat Case Keenum again. So like, people are not talking enough about Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders.
0: Right. I so, had a man, I had Emmanuel Sanders when he was the he was the shit.
1: Well, he had three like thousand yard seasons in yeah. a row, like as the number two. I mean, we were just talking about Thielen and Diggs, mm-hmm. and now so what? What's you know what's going to happen now with Case Keenum? Being in Denver, they've got a they've got a good defense. They've got a good running. Somebody
0: game. somebody made a good point that I listened to recently. That said, like they they were like, so you're so you're going to tell me that we're going to add a good player to a good offense. And you're going to tell me that's immediately going to hurt somebody and like right away, like every time it's always going to hurt somebody's value. (laughs) Right. No, it's not always going to hurt somebody's value. No, you're right. It's going to make people better around them. Right. So, and everybody can reach their potential. I mean, that's what's
1: happening with Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins right now. They're both great players. You don't, you shouldn't be sad if you're a Tyreek Hill dynasty owner because right. they got Sammy Watkins. He's not going to steal touches from yeah. him. If he gets a first down, that means that your team you, just your got team to play still football on the field. for a longer yeah. period of time. <laughs> so um, you could go to the website and get these. We're just going to finish out this tier. Demarius Thomas um, like I said, Case Keenum in town, I think he gets back to greatness. Mike Evans, I have him way lower than most. I mean, a lot of people have him high still. He's
0: another guy that I don't take off, and I don't know why. Just when I see his name come across the board, I'm not going to lie. Dude, there's a lot of times, and once again, it goes back to the value, like mm-hmm. where you're getting him. But a lot of times I'll see his name, and then I'll see a couple other guys around it, and I'm like, I'm going to take those guys. I don't know. It just is. No, I'm the same way. And Um, and I've I've seen him not be successful certain weeks that he plays against me. So I'm like, all right, well, I made a good choice.
1: He's hot and cold. Jameis Winston's not that accurate his deep ball accuracy is horrible. That's why Deshaun Jackson hasn't been able to do anything because that's where he lives and they just cannot connect. Yeah. He's I, I don't think he's as good as football as, as everybody says he is. And and that team's gonna run. I looked at an interesting stat. Their win-loss <clears throat> percentage the last few years has been way better when they run 60% of the time. And he does a really weird thing about eating a W. I don't understand.
0: <laughs> I know. I that know. That the worst. That was the worst. <laughs> okay, good. <What>? Sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, no, you're fine. Mike <laughs> Evans, we talked about touchdown dependency. He had 12 touchdowns his first year then three then 12 again then five so if it's his 12 year okay but yeah. i mean that's not how things work this is just kind of a coincidence and with james uh with winston being suspended the first three games and ryan Fitzmagic magic throwing God. the ball oh and they're like oh Fitzmagic magic looks great in practice shit the oh, fuck up God. like your 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 quarterback messed up Um, they talked about his kind of, you know, his attitude and things he had done in college when they drafted him. And then he went and did something stupid and with the Uber driver, I don't even know. Like when shit like that happens, I don't know. it's, 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 it was assault or something with the Uber driver. I mean, it's just like. I kind of tune out when I hear that shit because I just want to hear about football. It just makes me go, it just makes me for a split second go, yeah, I remember when there were, you know, people were worried about drafting him. And I think that he just hasn't done a, a, he's done this team a disservice and he's not that accurate either. He's not that good either. So Mike Evans is way higher on most lists. He's that down on my list uh, because of that catch rate, the touchdown regression, Jameis Winston not being there to play football to begin. Adam Thielen's right there. He's strong, man. I just have him a couple spots behind Diggs. If you want to take him before Diggs, that's what most of the fantasy community is doing. I just kind of looked inside
0: those numbers. Yeah, I have I a hard time at. thinking like if they're available at the same moment, that they're, I'm not going to take Diggs over.
1: They're pretty 10. much they're pretty much around the, same, the time. same time. So I, I'm just saying, like, this is something you might not want to go with me on. This is my call. This right. is, you know, something I've seen in the numbers right. that I'm calling for Diggs to leap him this year. But yep. I ain't mad at you if you take Thielen. I'm sure yep. you won't be dis, uh, disappointed. Right. Marvin Jones is amazing. Uh he's great. Sidelines catcher. He he's gonna get a lot of work. Um what's rounding this out here is Brandon Cook's Going to the Rams. I think he's gonna be kind of a decoy. Like uh Watkins only got like seventy targets last year. Brandon Cooks lives in that like hundred and ten to hundred and fifteen target range. And he's had the two best quarter two of the top three quarterbacks in football, and Drew yeah. Brees and, and and Jared Goff is in Drew Brees and Tom Brady. So and that I think that position is to get people off the line so Todd Gurley can run. I don't think yeah. that he's gonna get a hundred looks. So I have him way lower than most. Um, Juju's in here because he's amazing. And if any team can figure out how to sustain another fantasy star, it's, it's Pittsburgh. Um, he's only 21 years old. It's really amazing. And he's lining up in the
0: slot. So yeah. I wanted Who, to, yeah. yeah. Who's going to eat if, uh, Antonio Brown's not eating,
1: uh, him and James Washington, yeah. they drafted a guy, James Washington, and he'll be on the outside. But right now a,
0: I didn't even like, I never thought of the Steelers like that. Like until recently that they do just say they, they, Crank out good receivers. Yeah,
1: yeah, and they've got another one in the in the in the in the wings right now, and he's so good that they've got him lining up on the outside with Antonio Brown, so Juju can play in the slot. Jeez, that's why people are like, oh, he's gonna get overdrafted, whatever. He's gonna play in the slot, like he they're only gonna had destroy like. Destroy again. I know they're just gonna destroy again, and he only had like sixty targets last year, and he was so efficient. I I say he goes up to probably eighty five targets, and jeez. What's he going to do with another 20 targets? He's probably going to eat really, really well, and Antonio Brown will still do his thing, and Le'Veon Bell will still do his thing. God, they're, they're just like, stacked. People are like, oh, Paul, you're crazy. This can't happen. Like, just the, that There's too many mouths to feed. That's not how football works. <laughs> if you keep on the offense and you keep scoring, there's more scoring opportunities. They score for, 50 points a game. <laughs> for everybody, yeah, and they'll throw up a 50-burger. Absolutely. Yeah so yeah we're about done sammy Watkins, josh gordon alshon jeffrey those guys are kind of all same value jarvis landry Allen robinson i'm calling for him to have a bad year first year in chicago new offensive coordinator coming off
0: of injury is it just me or, or do receivers not seem to do well in chicago no they don't because didn't mean, J- didn't um, brandon marshall go there and then just disappear die there yeah, yeah like disappeared
1: no, they don't. They, they really don't. And, like, the thing about
0: Allen Robinson – I guess uh, Alshon Dr- Jeffrey had a good, like – He did. That's because they had
1: Cuddy. They had Jay Cuddy, yeah. like, shoving this big – Who, down who else?
0: Throat. Who else? Like, I can't name anybody else besides Brandon it's, Marshall. It's because there's not many. Alshon Jeffrey.
1: It's because there's not many. That's why your brain's having a hard time, because it just doesn't happen. <laughs>
0: Allen Robinson,
1: like, had 151 targets that amazing year that he had 80 catches and 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns he had the same amount of targets next year, same amount of opportunity, 151 targets again. And he had eight less touchdowns, 600 less yards and seven less catches. So what was he doing? (laughs) That's just telling me that it's a statistical outlier that if you had him that year, great, but things
0: were just rolling his way the first year. Yeah.
1: It's not going to happen again. So people want to get crazy about him. He's coming off injury, new team, new offensive coordinator. I'm not buying it. Um, the rest you can get on polysleepers.com. there's tons more like i stopped on every channel oh yeah dude and I if had you guys no go no idea we went 3 hours hey guys just to let you know like i hope you are piecing this up and like for the season like our podcasts are going to be about an hour and a yeah. half yeah so this was the draft day special Yes.
0: and uh, i hope you paused and and probably took it in three chunks yeah and and in the in the uh well i'm not even going to explain it cuz you'll see it in the description <clears throat> but yeah this is the the first edition the mashup between the two the two shows the two i guess content creators um, you know I've already like my mind's reeling I've got a million questions and we have hit three hours so like yeah well I'm we've got all gonna, season to talk save about them. it I'm going to save them and uh, well we're going to do the
1: draft on August 29th yeah. and we're going to do a live podcast during the live online draft if you won tonight you have to log in five minutes beforehand or one of these other alternates will get a team and there's not going to be any auto drafts auto drafts suck
0: and are we are restarting we the the standard once a week podcast next week uh, and we're, and we're going to, no, not, we're going to, you know, yeah.
1: the next one will be the draft The draft. Okay. And then, so and then it'll that start week know one. That. And yeah. And, um, the next one will be the draft on the 29. Yep. So we're pretty much taking this month off yep. for podcasts. We, yep. And, and I research. will,
0: uh, I will, uh, get us, uh, some stuff together. You guys are going to get some lot of news here and there from poly sleepers on YouTube. Go to the site, poly because you're going to see that all the time. If you um, want to follow, uh, poly on twitter it's at Polly sleepers as well um, we've been having a blast on twitter to go in there and just look at some of the stuff i put up. up there we're gonna have we're gonna have some interviews with people i'm gonna reach out to some people maybe we'll do some interviews like um you know maybe we won't take the whole month off but we'll just bank some interviews where we talk to some people about football and oh then, that, that'll we work can and just then post it and then kind of put them all together yep and then uh yeah i think we've got a lot going on here and you guys are going to enjoy it um the listener league is going to be a blast i hope to win a lot of money in the uh in the uh, the juicy lineups each week and then uh i mean i'm excited Me we got a man. lot we got a lot going on like it's it's just like such a great feeling to be getting back into football like i can't i can't explain it
1: it is and we put a lot of work into this so hopefully everyone out there the site's
0: beautiful enjoys it works on on mobile as well that's
1: jackson man he helped me get the twitter up and running and he helped me get the website up and running and uh and he he's just awesome i mean he's a great 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 you know person to help me with this dream and and this 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 thing
0: and if you have any questions anything don't hesitate to reach out on gmail it's juice in the morning at gmail.com juice in the am on twitter juice in the am on instagram if you guys need anything reach out my dms are always open all right thanks for joining paulie let's do this have a good have a good uh august we'll see you the 29th on the draft
1: Tune in.